Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Oh, what is up, Gypsy gang? We are back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast. And this time, stoked to announce that we have uh, an absolute badass female MMA superstar in the making, Casey O'Neill, on today's show. Uh, just a full-on legend of a chick. We uh, we had a great chat. Uh, we've tried to do this for a while. I actually was going to go watch her fight uh, at one of her last pro fights, but I ended up being away for it. Um, but we've linked up and we've made it happen. Uh, and I'm stoked. She's a super rad chick. And uh, just the, the way that she fights, the intensity that she trains, the headspace that she's in, uh, I think that with a UFC career looming, uh, she's going to be a superstar that that comes from Australia. So uh, stoked to have her on the show. Um, she is she's actually from Scotland. She was born in Scotland uh, and then moved to Australia. Uh, she now lives and trains full-time at Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand. So um, yeah, super rad podcast and uh, I was stoked to get it done. Just got to give a quick shout out to our legendary sponsors before we get into it. And with this being uh, an MMA focused show uh got to give a shout out to the legends at combat nutrition uh you can head to cmbt.com.au to check it all out but basically combat is the first sports nutrition brand uh, and range of products that's developed specifically for combat athletes uh and realistically it's made by martial artists for martial artists and i can attest to that the two founders of this company have both fucked me up on occasion so uh these guys live and breathe this product uh and i've really enjoyed using it i've said it before uh when i have spoken about these products that it's just an area of my training that i really lack um it's a something that I need to get better at and now working with these guys it's really given me like the motivation to kind of do the right thing when it comes to my body um I think even though it's for combat sports athletes uh I take I take octane with me every time I ride uh, my dirt bike and then I will do the protein shake when I get home from a ride as well because essentially we're at war with our motorcycle basically just trying to stay on that damn thing um so yeah cmbt.com.au uh you can you if you just go to their website a real easy way to get started with them is uh it's called the volks pack uh they sponsor the ufc uh featherweight champion aussie alexander volkanovsky uh and it's just 169 uh you get a shaker you get the reload protein you get uh the octane which is uh like a 
like an amino acid kind of formula. Uh, and then you get the reload protein bars, which I actually smash a lot. I have some of those in the studio. Um, so yeah, really, really, really great company, really great group of dudes and massive supporters uh, of this show. Uh, also got to give a shout out to the guys at Crick's Tweed. Uh, basically, if you buy a car uh, and mention Gypsy Tales at Crick's Tweed, they're going to give you a $500 voucher from MX Store to buy whatever you want. Uh, the guys are absolute legends there. We've got an announcement coming soon uh, with another big prize that you can win through those guys. Uh and yeah they're huge supporters of motocross huge supporters of gypsy tales uh i didn't really realize how much you could miss a truck until i went to new zealand and then uh got picked up and there she was the brand new triton sitting there and i was i was pretty excited to just get in plug in my music and uh and drive so as corny as that sounds i love that thing um that's it for the ads on this show enjoy a great podcast with a really really cool chick uh she actually has an upcoming fight in perth on the 29th of february uh an eternal mma uh so she's just inching closer and closer to her ufc uh debut and with each win and with each fight she just gets that little bit closer so i'll be watching very keenly uh, if you can't get to perth i'm pretty sure they stream that don't take my word for it but maybe it's worth heading to the uh, eternal mma website to just check that out but um yeah great podcast great chick so take it away king casey first dumb thing of the day no no that's all right well how are you to know um get back here king casey casey uh o'neill mma rising superstar um thanks for coming on the show i'm stoked that you're here we tried to do this and i had like full-blown man flu so i appreciate that we're uh making it happen again yeah it's good Good so so you're back um why have you gone so quiet have i gone quiet yeah sorry you said you said (laughs) i get nervous (laughs) take the camera off me you said this had happened and it's happened but i don't think you need to be nervous i'll try (laughs) so you're just back on like a this will not stay here um you're back on uh just like a visa run pretty much eh because you are now full-time out of tiger muay thai yeah i just came back for like 10 days visit mom she was complaining i wasn't going to be here for christmas so this was the only choice for my visa run i guess to come and see her and yeah based out of Tiger Muay Thai now so trying to stay in Thailand as long as possible yeah so you um you're from you did you like you were born in Scotland and then you guys moved here yeah I was born there and I think I was like nine when we moved over here so yeah uh obviously I didn't choose to move over here but I'm really glad that we did so the like way that you grow up in Scotland is a lot different than Australia so I don't think that I would have gotten into everything the same way over there. Yeah. So it's good. So how did you get into martial arts to start with? So my dad was a kickboxer when I was um, like four or five years old. I would go after school with him every day. Like he would pick me up, take me there. And I would just sit on the sidelines and like nag him to join in. And for ages he was like, you can't join in. It's an adult's class. Like you're four years old. They're not going to let you. But after a couple of months of nagging, they eventually let me in. And that's where it all started. So I was the annoying kid in the kickboxing class for ages, just trying to go with all the adults. I didn't understand like why it was annoying at the time, but I get it now. So (laughs) it's good though. It like really grew my love for uh, martial arts from like a really young age. Was there uh, other sport and stuff that you did that you were sort of into as a kid? Or I played football when I was 
football football <laughs> soccer here yeah. but i played that when i was younger obviously that's a big thing in scotland too mm. so everyone does that so i did that just to sort of hang out with my cousins and stuff like that and dad wanted me to do that as well um being his daughter he didn't really want me getting punched in the face for a living but he's come full circle now and he doesn't want anything else from me so it's good <laughs> Yeah, well, it seems like uh, just in the contact that I've had with him and obviously he's like the does the eternal promotion and so like he's pretty well deep in yeah. in the whole fight game now, right? Yeah, so I he's like what started me wanting to do MMA. He had a show before Eternal called Days of Glory and I was like uh. 14 or so when that started and I was like, get me a fight. I want to fight MMA. And he's like, you can't fight MMA, you're 14. Like eventually at 16, he let me fight and I started just like jumping in there with the adults like fighting adults straight away so uh it doesn't take much to wear my dad down obviously he always <laughs> says no at first but eventually he lets daddy's me go. gonna lie yeah it's hard <laughs> to say no yeah it's hard to say no when i want it so bad so. yeah that i mean i guess i could see that as like a parent i guess it's been the same shit with me like even when i moved to america mum and dad were just like fuck you can't go like that's crazy but in the end they're just like they'll help you and they'll like support you doing it you know yeah exactly yeah well my dad was one of the biggest advocates for me moving over to thailand you know maybe he just wanted to get rid of me constantly nagging him but (laughs) yeah i'm really like glad for their support yeah so when you were you doing like a bunch of kickboxing fights as well when i was a kid yeah i would go to like one competition every weekend yeah um at least on the Saturday my dad would fight on the Sunday so we would spend like the whole weekend doing that um so that's basically just how I grew up going to school during the week and then kickboxing on the weekends most of the time it was against boys because not too many girls were in it either so yeah it was hard from the start Uh, a lot of tears a lot of Mars bars actually dad would always bribe me with Mars bars so if I got in there and fought he'd give me a Mars bar (laughs) that's like every time I'm at the jiu-jitsu comps I'm always looking at those kids like it's because it's a gnarly like I think that's why it's so good for kids though because it's pretty confronting to oh it's full on like full on you see some of the kids who lose at the jiu-jitsu comps and they like come off bawling their eyes out and it's so sad but like it really does teach you you know like not everything in life's going to go your way and you yeah. just got to like pick yourself up dust yourself off and go again so but there's also some really killer kids out there that are just like insane yeah you should see in thailand some of the kids like who do the muay thai yeah it's it's so crazy they're better that, than me um jody mccartney jo- yeah is that yeah her? she's a fucking killer man. yeah she's great she's really young too she's from ireland so she's got like a great backstory coming up also and i think that um she spends like pretty much every single school holidays in thailand training and fighting and it's so crazy like she's gonna go really far in muay thai it, she would beat my ass if i was to spar with her so. you think so i think so yeah really? yeah well i mean because she's just so sharp at yeah. that one thing eh? yeah and like starting from such a young age like by the time she gets to my age like 22 she's gonna be crazy yeah man like because i see her spa and like some of the sessions that she has and you watch like because i follow her on instagram like she's a fucking gnarly little chick eh? yeah just like crazy. full-blown killer mode she loves it so you, you can see that eh? like yeah. you can see she just full on loves it yeah there's a lot of like little Thai kids like that as well you know they go to school and they leave and they run and their parents are next to them on their motorbike watching them run and they're just running along the road and then they go to training and they do that every day and that's just like you know they go and they fight for money at a young age like yeah. making money for their family and stuff and it's so crazy like I've never seen anything like it it's awesome well that that's what is crazy is that like Muay Thai is it's either Muay Thai or football 
that's yeah. your way out of basically poverty because like yeah. almost all of thailand is third world yeah they are but it's crazy like i've never been to a place where people are so happy, happy. yeah like they don't have much but they love it like mm. what they do have they love it you know so and every everyone helps everyone out so like no one's worse off than each other if you know what i mean have you thought about that when you've been over there because yeah. i'm sure it would be hard being away from your family and stuff yeah um for me it's hard to be away from my family but like i know why i'm doing it mm. um so i don't miss them too much if yeah. i'm honest like uh i have a really good life over there i train like two three times a day spend all day at the beach go and eat like just hang out that's like my life now and i love it so that's what i was sort of trying to say when this thing was being a piece of shit but i want to hit up tiger and just say like i'll come and if you guys like let me stay in a dorm i'll come and do some like podcasts with people around there because i i went there i did the lachlan giles um jiu-jitsu camp over at the absolute in thailand yeah and I, so i stayed there for 10 days and then um went to tiger and that's when i did the podcast with mark hunt yeah. and Stuart cooper yeah and um fuck i just had so much fun like the i think the thing that i've learned training jiu-jitsu is like how simple your life can be when you've just got like one focus yeah and you put everything into it and yeah. that thailand trip was like the epitome of that because we trained twice a day and it was just exactly what you said like you just go to the beach and then you your focus on when you're not training is on recovering to train it so like it sort of takes a lot of the bullshit out of life in a way right yeah i think that that's why a lot of people fall in love with thailand like it's so easy when you get there suddenly you just feel like so calm everything mm. like that you worry about at home like your job and everything it's all gone all you got to do is focus on training hang out at the beach like it's crazy it's like a whole nother world and mm. it's only like 12 hours away so yeah but that that whole thing with I, I mean i've done a lot of traveling to like third world countries and just like the happiness yeah. that people experience there like it is pretty crazy eh? yeah even me like i'm so much happier over there than yeah, here really. i don't know why but like it just what do you think it is i don't know just something about the culture like you know everyone being so nice and everything there's like there's no reason to be upset you know like yeah even the driving the driving here i get like crazy i'm like oh traffic everywhere and over there no one knows what they're doing so like cars are just going in every direction bikes are going in every direction and you're just like oh well no one like, cares yeah, no it doesn't matter well that's what we did uh we did this bike trip to vietnam in february yeah. so we um it's like 10 days and you start at the bottom of vietnam and then we rode basically to the top and there was like 20 of us like in this convoy of motorcycles and it's the same thing like you get in these cities it's just fucking shit everywhere like people just uh, there was like one day where i missed the turn off so i just rode up on the gutter and then rode through a construction site that didn't have any like fences on it and then i like cut and joined it and you just yeah. like if you did that here you'd be just like fucking tripping out then you yeah. have like everyone to be honking at you calling <laughs> you fuck with over yeah. there like just literally no one cares yeah i do shit like that all the time like there's traffic everywhere so i'm just like oh well i'll just go on the like path next to us and just like drive all the way down as far as i can go definitely couldn't do it here nah. yeah over there everyone's just like oh yeah and they follow you and they do it too you know, so. <laughs> have you have you got a scooter over there yeah i got a scooter i've fallen off it so many times really? so i've got like Fuck. scars on my elbows scars on my knees 
maybe like four times now and i've been there for four months so really yeah what there the was fuck one day doing? there was one day i fell off it twice in one day <laughs> what the fuck are you doing to fall off it <laughs> yeah i don't know i just like you know like getting used to do it like yeah. driving it i guess there was one time i was like turning into my little place where i live and someone just like came speeding right past me so i've like fallen off of it <laughs> in front of the guards that like work at my complex and they're all just laughing at me like what an idiot but yeah it's pretty funny though, covered in blood just like hi and then you gotta go fucking roll with that shit yeah well i just like picked my bike up drove in the house had a shower went to training like which is dangerous you shouldn't do that because what staff yeah staff. <laughs> have you had any staff over i've there? had a lot yeah Fuck, i just had it on worst. my face i've still got a little mark there um i've had it on my butt on my elbow i've had it a lot of times to be honest so it's fucking scary eh? yeah and it spreads really easy over there like the yeah. like humid air and it's like wet yeah. almost all like, the time like, so yeah nothing dries out nothing heals takes forever to, for anything to heal i burned my leg on my motorbike exhaust and it took like three weeks to we need to get you some over. lessons of like how to I ride know. <laughs> no that was like coming off my bike i've put my leg on the exhaust yeah pipe. i'm like something smells like it's burning it was like my skin i feel you didn't feel it for a minute how did you not feel it i don't know like shock maybe yeah, I eventually know. I felt it and I was like holy shit that was really painful yeah that shit's fucked but yeah now I got a like really cool scar on my leg so <laughs> did it burn through any of your tattoos no oh that's not good yet. yeah I've had I've um, only got one leg tattoo it's up high so oh uh, yeah I got buddies that they race and they've got like all their forearms tattooed yeah and when you crash you like put your arms out and it's just like just fucking rips all the down their arms so like all their tattoos are just fucking scars now yeah, pretty much that would suck I oh. paid so much for these tattoos yeah. <laughs> I really when did don't. you actually get them done um these two i've got in thailand and then all the rest are from here so what was the thailand tattoo experience like it's good uh i want to get like a proper thai tattoo eventually i don't feel like i've been there long enough to get like a bamboo yeah. tattoo yet but yeah like That's it's like really clean and everything like jits life or something yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i don't want to be that person so <laughs> don't be that girl i know i know a lot of people that have been on like a 10 day trip to thailand you know and then like come back and just <laughs> had like so a big thai tattoo that. why have you got that you know like <laughs> I love it, but yeah, no, I'm not that person. I'm not gonna do it. Have you got um? Have you got like super sunburnt there yet, and then had to go roll? I've gotten really sunburnt a couple of times. Um, at training, you don't really feel it too much because you are sweating like a lot. Yeah. Your face, though, like whenever I've gotten the sunburnt face, and I go to like the conditioning class, I'm just like, oh my god, I want to die. It's not too bad. It everywhere else but one time i did sunburn my butt and having to sit on your bike like when it's been in the oh and then the seat's hot yeah, as fuck the too. seat's been really hot like oh. it's been sitting in the sun and it's just like oh, <laughs> yeah, it hurts so bad we got i got sunburn over there on my neck and then like you start standing up and then like people just getting colitized on you and i'm yeah. just like dude fucking stop touching my neck yeah. i'm so over this shit yeah you gotta like take a day off training for it but yeah, you got to be careful in that Thai sun because it doesn't feel like the Australian sun. It doesn't mm. feel like you're too hot, but yeah. then you go home and you're like, oh, I'm really red. Like I spend five, six hours at the beach a day really? on the weekend. No shit. And what are you fucking doing? Just chill. You should have seen me before I went to Thailand. Like, look how tanned I am now. I was so pale. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's fake. I came back and like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Who is this person? <laughs> <laughs> I look so different. Especially but. being Scottish because like, I'm Scottish. As well. yeah. I fucking suck with getting a tan. Yeah. Well, now that I'm tan, my voice doesn't match my no. um, like body. You know what I mean? People are like, what? everyone's like where are you from <laughs> what, are you, what is this shit yeah no one knows so it doesn't actually sound like i'm from scotland really though like my voice a little bit but 
It's yeah. kind of Australian now. Yeah. No one really understands. Yeah, well, that's like my brother's girlfriend. She uh, moved here from America when she was 13. And she's just got like this super weird hybrid sort of accent. Yeah. Dude, I should actually show you um, a friend of mine. He's like a real famous motocross rider. And uh, he's Scottish as well. And moved. then he moved to Canada. And then he moved to um, the US. And wow. he has the most fucked up like mixed match of an accent I can that, imagine. You've, that you've ever heard like and especially because Canadian is like Canadian is kind of a weird accent to yeah be but it's full on like um very noticeable yeah oh yeah. yeah and like yeah his is just fucking like you're just like dude you gotta do some kind of speech yeah. therapy classes or that's something. what I thought for a while like when I first moved here my obviously my accent was so Scottish and in primary school like I was the last year of primary school everyone would pay me out about the way I said the word pink and I'm still traumatized by it like I try so hard not to say that word anymore because like I'm like what do you mean how am I saying it wrong everyone's like you say it so funny it still fucks me up to this day that I say that word so wrong. pink is like that's like a thing that's like, like burning into your psyche oh, it's a trigger every time someone says <laughs> pink I'm like I'm not saying that shit oh, I just funny. said it on a podcast everyone's gonna hear me say it but I'm gonna cut that into like a bit too yeah so where like I pink, just say pink pink, pink, pink. Yeah. I'm not saying it anymore still saying it <laughs> <laughs> um, nah the um, it's funny when you're a kid like what you actually remember like there yeah. is some like weird shit that does like trigger different emotions eh? yeah that's full on in my head like I really? always think about that how bad was like how bad was that shit I don't know like, I rem- were they being like that mean or is, I don't was it think just so. you being self conscious yeah it? yeah yeah so that was like I think it was like my first day I still remember the girl's name her name was Alana and she told me Fuck you, like Alana. my first day at school I don't know why the word pink came up, but I said it and she like made a face and she's like, you say that word so weird. That's not how you say pink. You got to say like pink. So now every time I say pink, I'm like pink. <laughs> really Australian. <laughs> That's fucking, I've like, I've never thought, because when I was in the US, because I've got a pretty thick Australian accent, like because we're from Cairns. Yeah. And I didn't really think that Aussies sort of had that much of like a spread in accents. Mm. And then I I I didn't even really travel that much like down south until I was like sort of 17, 18 and then I'd like meet people from Sydney and they sounded so much different and then I'm, I'm like oh okay I'm actually a bogan like yeah. that's what this is yeah. and then I went to America and like people straight up could not fucking understand <laughs> me eh? and the phone was the worst like I could not order food yeah. on like call and get a pizza or something like that no, no chance they, that's they just can't, can't understand you I noticed it too, like over in Thailand, there's a couple of Australians and you don't notice it when you're here around all of all like Australians, you're like, oh, no, nah, it's not that bad. When you go over there, the Australian accent is terrible. Like it's they, gnarly, I'm eh? like, oh, you all sound like Bogans. Like it's a good thing, but like not a good thing, you know? A Thais really struggle to understand them, yeah. but they understand me. So fuck you, Alana. <laughs> 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 they understand me in Thailand. <laughs> oh, that's fucking awesome. That's wonder, really why I moved there, you know? I wonder what Alana's doing these days. I wonder too. I'm actually gonna look really <laughs> do, you, do you know her last name no i don't i only know alana but do you reckon you could find her i reckon i could fuck that's so funny i'm gonna have a search she probably imagine if she listens to this and oh, remembers that, that story too. fuck you alana. <laughs> yeah <laughs> pink fuck you <laughs> uh, i went to um i just went to a festival in cairns yeah and i had so many people come up that i just couldn't remember them like i, I know i went to school with them yeah couldn't fucking like remember that face 
I know I knew that person. No idea who the fuck they were. Yeah, I do that too. It's so bad, eh? Everyone that I went to school with. I don't have a contact that I went to school with, actually. Really? I'm I'm not friends with anyone I went to school with anymore. I don't know why. I think it's just like I sort of started going into fading really hardcore. And like I said, I've got like a one-track main, so I lost contact with everyone. Like I didn't party and I spent my... 18th birthday like preparing for a fight and stuff like that so yeah i just lost contact with everyone so i do it all the time people are like hey like i'm just like oh, i know i know yeah you i too, know i know you. i don't know who you are yeah yeah no i got that heavy up there this time and i was like fuck but even well i was saying to a friend of mine i remember i, I forget countries i've been to yeah someone will go oh, yeah you've traveled you? a lot right? yeah so. like so much mm-hmm. and i just someone will say oh remember when we did that i'm like the fuck were we in Norway? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Mm. So, like, it's gnarly when you do a lot of different stuff and meet a lot of different people. I feel like our brain just doesn't have... Our brain, like, isn't as good as what you would think it is. It just, like, disregards something. Yeah. So it's like, that was fun, don't need that. that yeah. Was that. But it's, it's crazy how that works because yeah. it was. I, when when someone said that, I was like, that was a really sick trip. And mm. you can sort of remember at the time, it's like, nah, not important, don't need it. Yeah. Out you go. Yeah. That's cool, though. It's cool that you've been so many places that you start to forget. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know, is it, though? Like, would it be better to remember them? I guess I can remember them all once it's brought up. Yeah. But it is kind of, it is like a bit of a trip. The people, should you keep a little journal? I should. I yeah. started doing, um, I don't know whether I should say I've started doing it. I try <laughs> to do the whole journaling thing. Yeah. Have you ever done any of that stuff? I do it now, yeah. But my coach, George, he always gets angry at me, so, like, my fight camp I would write down after every session like mm. everything and it was just all negative I don't know why I get really hard on myself when I'm in fight camp uh. and I was telling him all about it and he's like you need to stop writing on these negative things so I've gone off of it a little bit yeah. but yeah when I was doing it I was going crazy on it so yeah um it does take up a lot of time though and it's kind of hard to like do you keep yeah. a, a just a general life journal or nah. it's only training yeah have you ever thought about doing it just for life stuff I've thought about it, but like you got time if you spend six hours at the beach on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't, I do. I do have time. time. I wasn't gonna say I don't have time, but like I thought about it, but I don't know. Like I'm not great with words. Yeah, know? but I mean, it's I just, know I'm only writing it for me. But yeah, what it's happens? Just for like, you, yeah. Imagine if you die one day, and that's the last thing someone reads. Is like I think you're reading into it way <laughs> too fucking much. I do that all the time. I think people would just be sad if you died. I don't think they'd judge your fucking <laughs> shitty writing on your journal. Maybe for like three months, and then they'd start judging the journal. No, I don't think people would <laughs> judge your journal. Eh? I reckon. Yeah, I reckon you put that out. Yeah. yeah. All right. Maybe I'll start a journal for it, you. It's cool. I've been doing it not i've got a red one that like normally when my desk is operational i just keep it on my desk and i'll put um a lot of times i'm just putting the shit that i've got to do in the day but the other day actually it was it was good the other day i had a real fucking it was just a shit day with work so the i rent this studio out as Mm. well so i've got a guy that comes in and does like he rents it and then so i was going to melbourne and I had to take everything out that I had to take to Melbourne, which means there like wasn't enough shit for him to do the rental. Mm. So then I've had to go to my other studio, get everything. Like it was just one of those days. I almost just canned the whole Melbourne trip, and um, I don't know why, but I just felt compelled to sit and write in my journal about like how shitty I was. I just complained basically, you know. Yeah. So it was like half the page was me complaining, and then the other half was like, you know what? Maybe this is what it. This is like a 
one of those days in business where like I'll look back and remember how shit of a day this was because I felt overwhelmed by everything and but I did pack up I did uh, now I'm going to Melbourne and it it ended up being like this sort of positive thing so it started as me like venting on the page and then by the end of it I'd sort of brought it around and I and I feel like i don't know i had like a good memory around that so it like, keeps you mindful right so mm. at least you turn yours around mine not just right like got bashed its bone today fuck this <laughs> coming for their head tomorrow <laughs> that's kind of like good i guess that's good in a way though yeah. but you why, why do you reckon you're hard on yourself because i know i'm super hard on myself it's something i'm actually working on at the moment yeah i'm working on it too i think that um i just want to be the best you know so like a lot of the time I train a little bit too much like mm. my coaches in my last fight camp were like you're overtraining like you need to chill so like the more I train and the more tired I am the harder I am on myself obviously my sessions don't go as well yeah. at that point and I start to like worry because I don't know I want to be the best so in order to be the best I don't think you can have a bad day and like obviously I'm trying to change that, that mindset like, now but no, like that's, that's how I was thinking for a <laughs> yeah. while and yeah, so I was very hard on myself, but um, changing it. Yeah, that's good. Do you actively seek out? Because I think the mental side of shit is so much. I know for me in jiu-jitsu, like, the, it's more the mental side than my skill. So it's like that mental aspect is almost more important for me than the, than the actual physical aspect. Because you know how to knock people out. You know how to choke people. But it's like getting the best out of yourself on the day sort of should be the priority. And it's, a lot of times it's not, that's not physical. Yeah, I've changed it a lot, actually. So my first two MMA fights, I lost them both. Um, and I was in such a dark place. Mm. And then I started seeing, like, a sports psychologist. Oh, okay. And he changed my mindset, like, completely. Yeah. I ended up, now I've won eight in a row, so. what? So what was that, what was that, those sessions look like? Um, basically, he just makes you think, like, you know, I was saying things like, I can't lose again. And he'd be like, but why can't you lose again? You know, like, yeah. like he would just make you question all these negative things that you would say. And when he turned it around, like, and asked me that, I'm like, well, I could lose again, you know. Like, really, it doesn't yeah. really, doesn't really matter. Like, um, and he just, yeah, he just made me think, like, differently about everything. So, like, on fight day, I get really nervous and I start thinking about, like, what if I lose? What if I lose? What if I lose? Um, and now I don't think like that anymore. I'm not really sure exactly how, but yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend it to everyone who does like martial arts or even any sort of sport. Yeah. You know, if you get stuck in your head, which I used to do a lot, now I don't get stuck in my head as much. So, sports psychologist is the way to go. Do you read much shit? I read a little bit. I just read that book, um, A Fighter's Mind. I'm not sure if you've oh, read it, but it's really Jack good. Jack Freestone texts yeah. me that book. It's so good. Really? It, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like. Um, they just like interviewed a lot of different people from different types of martial arts so there's yeah. like some wrestling guys some boxing guys and stuff like that people who made it to like sort of like the peak yeah and just talk to them about how their mindset was and it just makes you think like everyone has a different way of approaching it you know like yeah. no, no one's as wrong but like um it just makes you think so i loved it well i think that we all just have our own unique insecurities mm. and i just finished re- well i've got like 30 pages left to go of this book about um depression and anxiety one of um my last guests he is a super successful uh, motocross and supercross rider and he was saying yeah i read this book on depression and anxiety and fully changed my life he's like i wasn't even depressed or anxious 
in the sense that it would be like a clinical thing mm. to where you would go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or whatever. But he's like, I read it because this guy recommended it to me. He's like, dude, fucking changed my whole life. And I read it as well. And I'd be the same. Like, I feel like everybody has levels of anxiety in their life that I think it's just called stress. Like mm. we all have that shit. But um, it was really interesting to r- sit and read about the different types of because there's different types of personalities that people have there's people that are like they call them like turtles so they stuff starts going wrong in their life and they just kind of go into their shell whether it's with um like you know they'll just only ever watch tv or they'll read a lot or they'll like kind of lock themselves away from the outside world and then there's people that they call them like hedgehogs so that they they're like the people where they'll um, they're very spiky towards other people. So they'll, you say something to them that makes them trigger like their insecurities and then they'll lash out at you. So it's like all of these different things. And like, I don't think I'm any one of those things to where it's like, uh, I would need to completely change, but I Mm. feel like I've got aspects of my personality that all of that shit exists. Like Mm. there probably is times where like, even with jujitsu stuff, I'll just be like, you know what? fuck the world i'm gonna watch eight hours of jiu-jitsu dvds and then i'm gonna go to training and then i'm gonna come home and then that's my day yeah so it's like there is those levels of that in everyone's personality i think so that that was really cool to to sort of read that book and there was some stuff where i was like oh i just that's a way of thinking i'm like oh i don't need to think like that anymore Mm -hmm. it was just really cool to have that um should be like highlighted for you yeah and then I it's think so that easy would be a to, good book for me to read too dude, I'll, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll um get you the name of the book i yeah. just got it off amazon yeah but yeah it was awesome. awesome and and to hear it come from him like dude that's one of the best guys in the world yeah it was really really cool to because do you do you were saying you have like a bit of like anxiety stuff you reckon that you do i get with? so much anxiety even like so like i said doing podcasts and stuff like that um just things that put you out of your comfort zone yeah. just give me like crazy anxiety but it's nice to hear like the people that we put on a pedestal like the best people 100%. in the world you know and we like pretend like they don't have like real human problems but yeah they deal with the same shit that we do as well so because there'd be people that really look up to you yeah there'd be chicks out there that like so. young <laughs> girls that would just be like fucking casey's a boost yeah i hope so but uh oh for sure that would be yeah like you would have had people watch your fights or follow your instagram and they like watch the way you train and see that bitch face when you're sparring and mm. they're like i want to be a badass like that chick you know no i do i get a lot of <laughs> messages about my bitch face all the time so <laughs> trying really hard not to give it to you right now but <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah everyone um, always says like why do you look so mad i'm like i'm not mad it's just like what my face looks like <laughs> I just get the zone. yeah um what what are your anxiety stuff is around do you think because um, you're a very real, like you're a chill person you know yeah i'm pretty chill but it seems like you shouldn't get too in your head about stuff i don't know like fighting is fine i don't really get anxiety or i get nervous obviously but like to a normal extent but my anxiety comes from like public speaking and like yeah. putting myself like out there you know which i know is like part of the sport so i've got to get better at it but i don't really know where it comes from to be honest i just like get nervous it's probably got something to do with maybe even the stuff you're talking about before with fucking alana or whatever her name <laughs> she's is. fucking ruined my life <laughs> we gotta like, we need like maybe we need a podcast with you and alana yeah. and just like well, let's figure this like out mediation. You know? let's squash the beef you yeah. know i don't have any beef against her she's listening it's <laughs> that's no so problem. funny yeah but yeah i mean it, it probably is you know 
be just something like really small that would be yeah. you know to do well, with something did, that happened then, when you know. i moved here from scotland i did get a lot of shit about my voice and for a while i actually put on this like really fake australian accent if you ask my dad about it i had this really? like crazy you know Oh, nah, probably not. <laughs> I have like one sentence from Kath and Kim that I can say, okay. like, we're all hurting. <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. Really Aussie. That's all. Love Kath and Kim. But um, yeah, I did it for ages. And then one day I just decided, like, fuck that. You know, like, even in high school, all the girls wore makeup. So I was like, doing this crazy makeup. I don't even like wearing makeup. So, like, one day I just took it off, stopped doing the accent. And did you feel better? way better it's crazy eh? yeah there's so much pressure on you though as like a young girl i think yeah a lot of anxiety comes from that but like yeah where do you think that shit comes from like the pressure i don't know know, but i felt it i definitely felt it as like a young girl i definitely felt the pressure you know like um i'm in the era where instagram and stuff came out when i was like in high school yeah you're young really like yeah because i'm nearly i'm like nine years older than you yeah Yeah, that's fucked i haven't really thought about so like in high school honestly i remember like conversations about how many likes this person had on instagram how many friends this person had on facebook and stuff like that so i was growing up in that time so it was like um a lot of pressure to be cool and do this and be the girl who gets all the likes and stuff yeah. like that so that's i don't think like i've thought about that but i don't think i've ever had this conversation with yeah. somebody that did grow up in that in that world like how old were you when you got instagram oh god like 14 maybe wow yeah so fuck that's great yeah that's like that's real that's yeah. that's where we're at now yeah. i can't imagine going through school i had I reckon I got a phone in grade 10. Mm. I had a phone, like, my whole high schooling life. And I had Facebook from, like, 12, you know? I remember being, like, 12, 13, and the cool thing to do was add everyone on Facebook that ever sent your friend request. And I recently went through and deleted, like, everyone. But I had, like, over the maximum, like, 5,000 friends. Really? And I knew, like, no one, you know? Like, you know a couple, but, yeah. like, no one. And mum was always like, who are all these people? Like weird men adding you and stuff like that. As yeah. a kid, you're just like adding them. You're so impressionable. So like if your friend's doing this, you want to do it and stuff like that. So I'm making Facebook, putting photos up and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's where a lot of the pressure came from. Yeah. Growing up with the social media stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, eh? Because like even, you know, for me now, when I when I went to New Zealand, I was like, I'm fucking done with this phone thing. Mm. Like. I um, but then it turned into like a running joke that I was looking for Wi-Fi because I still had shit I had to do. Yeah. So everywhere I went, like stop at a cafe or whatever, I'm like, fuck, I need to get some Wi-Fi so I can send these emails. And then that became the joke, like I was fiending for it. Yeah. But I just, I had to on that trip. I was like, I'm done. I've got to do like a week of no, of no Instagram and just you just get so many messages and a lot of shit coming out. Yeah, it's too. I feel like it's too much information. Yeah, I've never, I haven't done it ever like a social media like close off for longer than a day i remember my phone broke in thailand there was like a massive flood my whole house got flooded like it was fucked it was crazy um and my phone broke in the flood and i had like a whole day without a phone and i was so anxious i was like freaking out so hard about not having a phone it's definitely that's a problem problem. (laughs) so i went to the markets and bought this new phone and um when I opened my Instagram I had like 30 unread messages in one day and I was just like 
I felt so much better once I got a phone. Like, that's crazy. That's full on. I know it's not good. I always tell myself, like, oh, I'm going to put my phone off for the weekend on, like, Friday. And then by the time Saturday comes around, it's the first thing I'm doing is, like, checking my phone, watching Peaky Blinders, like, doing something like that. What's Peaky Blinders? Yeah. What's that? It's a TV show on Netflix. Really? Yeah, just so good. Is it good? Current obsession. (laughs) What's it about? It's, like, olden day, like, England, like, uh, gangsters sort of thing oh really yeah it's really good fuck yeah that's yeah. it yeah i don't i don't really do shows you that's, shouldn't watch this yeah. one because like I, i'll get too addicted to it you reckon i just i do it with every show though so maybe you're not the same as me but like if i start something i have to finish yeah, it I, I am like that that's mm. why i don't do it yeah that's why i've never watched game of thrones oh because yeah, everyone's fuck. like watch it watch it watch it have you watched oh. breaking bad yeah I loved Breaking Bad. Oh. That was the best show, like, ever. Sons I think of that Anarchy. was the best time. Uh, that, that was the best show of yeah. all time, I think. I love Breaking Bad. I tried to watch it again, but it's not as good the second time. Like, oh, the second... Yeah, see, yeah. I've thought about that. Like, I want to go back and watch Game of, uh, Breaking Bad again, but yeah. I was like, mm, I don't know. I feel it's like not that the was best. Like a, it's not good. Yeah, that was a crazy one to, like, live through. Yeah. I saw... Um, what did I see the other day? Oh, because they're, they're doing a movie aren't they is it's like a jesse they've Pinkman. done it yeah is it out already a, have yeah. you watched that not yeah oh so it's i saw called el camino yeah. yeah so i saw that and i was like fuck i kind of want to go back and watch it that's what like, made me want to go back and watch yeah. it too i watched like two episodes and i was like man it doesn't hit the same you know what i mean you know what i this is fucking probably gonna sound super weird but you know what like one of the reasons i don't want to watch it is his son yeah I, just, I didn't like, like him either. And the wife. I didn't like the wife. Oh, I fucking hated her. Yeah. But I guess that's like really good characters that can yeah. make you feel No, I used to skip way. through the wife speaking. Oh, like yeah. sometimes I used to be like, fuck this bitch. Skip. Oh, I couldn't stand her, eh? Yeah. But isn't that weird that you... I don't know, everything about her creeped me out. Yeah. There's like a... There's some people that I'm like that with. Um, do you, you... Oh, you wouldn't watch The Block? You're like no. the Aussie show. <laughs> I don't watch The Block. I had friends on The Block this year. Yeah. So I was watching it and there was one chick. Like she did nothing to me. There was no reason that I would hate her and I just fucking couldn't stand her. I do that all the time. It bugged me though because I'm like, dude, don't be like that towards this person that you absolutely have no idea about. Yeah. No, I think we all do it. It's like a human trait. So even in Peaky Blinders, my favorite guy just died like the other night when I watched it and I was so upset. It's like, I'm not going to watch this show anymore. (laughs) Turned it off. I was so angry. (laughs) That's like, that's, I think Game of Thrones started that whole thing. Because remember, I feel like before Game of Thrones, People just never died in shows, ever. Yeah. And now it's... But it was dumb to the point, you know? Like, what's Piggy, that? Piggy Blinders got four seasons in without anybody dying. And oh. then when he died, I was like, well, fair enough. Someone did deserve to die. For yeah. Like, what the fuck? Man, Game of Thrones, every episode. Yeah. Just fucking ruthless. Yeah. And it was... I feel like it was what made that show. It's like finally someone had the balls to just cut. Kill everyone. Yeah, just you're dead yeah. one one episode like fuck 20 main characters died yeah. one episode you're just like jesus christ man like because you get invested in the characters and yeah. they're just fucking ruthless they're just all dying yeah <laughs> like violent violent horrific death like yeah. it's fucking i've seen thing. tiny bits of it but i've never like sat down and watched it you know i feel like that would take up a l- large part of my life if i was to oh, start watching it's a pretty full-on commitment yeah there's what six seasons no eight Eight seasons. Eight or nine. Yeah, see, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Too much. Well, how the fuck did we get on to talking about shit? Uh, oh, I think what? I talked about Peaky Blinders. Yeah. What, what started Because I was on there? my phone a lot oh, watching Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think, um, 
I'm just about to get a new car and I think when I get like a like a new ute mm. I think I'm gonna go like do a camping thing and buy and not take my phone yeah. I'm gonna take like a surfboard some golf clubs a gi and that's it yeah. and some books and shit and I'm just gonna try and spend like three days no phone no contact with anyone just do it I feel like I should do that too but I feel like you should definitely do that I know it's like can, it's like addicted you know but yeah that's where even this like it's setting right three, there yeah three hours yeah. of no phone like there's probably not a lot of times where you'd go for three hours without looking at your phone unless you're asleep yeah nah. training training yeah. yeah but do you check your phone straight after training yeah there's there's like people at the gym one chick in particular she will check her phone mid-training yeah that's nah I don't check at med training um, mostly because my coach would kick my ass you'd actually get kicked yeah so um, I don't do that but definitely straight after training like I'm on it just on it all the way to the gym so yeah, yeah. it is a problem like I always say it's a problem but have I you, never do have you looked at your screen time oh yeah what is it it's bad what it's like real bad what is it I don't know you want me to tell yeah, you yeah check alright you need the reality check sometimes I've like I've limited my Instagram to um, one one hour a day. Like I get a notification that comes up and says like you're done. Oh shit! I haven't actually had it on this new phone. Oh, so it's not on. So you're there. in denial. So I'm in denial. Full blown denial. Yeah, but I do remember like I was having this conversation with my friend in Thailand, and we looked at my phone and it was like 16 hours or something like that in a day in a day fuck <laughs> off i'm not are kidding are you serious yeah it was like close to 16 hours which is pretty much the whole time the whole time you're awake awake on a sunday like wow my day off like the whole time this is not a podcast anymore this is an intervention yeah i know i need an intervention fuck. you know how many people tell me though like like you t- on your phone too much i'm like no i'm not like um, I went to the shops with my mum yesterday and my phone died at like two o'clock and I was like, why is my phone dead? Mum's like, you're always on your phone. I was like, no, no, I'm not always on my phone. And then I was like, wait, I'm always on my phone. But you think about like, you want to be the best, mm. right? How the fuck does 16 hours of phone time help you be the best at well, I mean, mixed martial arts? On my day off, I'm watching a lot of Peaky stuff. Blinders. No, <laughs> but on YouTube, I do watch a lot of yeah. like stuff, you know, about fighting and even just listen to a whole lot of joe rogan stuff yeah like uh talking to fighters and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. it's not all peaky blinders but there's quite a bit of peaky blinders in there too yeah you gotta have a day off true but 16 hours yeah that's I know. a lot of fucking it's time. wild i should have told you what's that i shouldn't have told you no you should have stayed quiet no, like the start of this podcast <laughs> no you should have told me yeah. because now you know that this is not acceptable no behavior. i already knew that it wasn't acceptable behavior yeah, just... but at least now like a fuckload of other people know that if you if you follow casey after this podcast and you see the like the green online thing you need to send her a message like get off your phone bro i'm gonna get a lot of them now i hope so i already get a lot of them but what's that like get off your phone <laughs> really yeah we got a friend uh toby he's like the dakar chip mm. and he's on his phone just constantly same mm. with like jay it's just a, it's a thing like unfortunately it's just a especially fucking... being 22 like well that that is crazy i haven't thought about the fact that your whole life would have been spent with a phone yeah because i had that thought um fuck when i can't remember what that thought was but I remember saying to my buddy, like, literally just last week, I said, imagine growing up and you just don't know any different. Mm. You just don't know that people don't spend all day, every day on their phones. Yeah. 
that's like I'm pretty bad but my sister's even worse than me she's really? 18 and she's always on her phone like if her phone dies she needs to go home like she doesn't she leaves well, she's like okay I'm going like my phone's dead I don't have to charge my phone the other day no no yeah I have to charge mine I've got a portable charger now it's something I invested oh in <laughs> it's like this little like pocket charger that I charge I, I try and get to 5pm yeah. with an hour of Instagram oh really yeah and I don't look at in like I don't scroll now mm. have really you ever had like that little thing come up that says like you're done you're all caught up no <laughs> then you're doing well wow that, sometimes a, a little instagram thing comes up that's like you've seen everything for the past three days <laughs> i follow over a thousand people i'm like have i seen everything but yeah maybe i shouldn't have admitted that either no that's fine i'm I just like admitting things in here it's like a truth chamber oh, wait, it really is <laughs> Get me that's, out. wait that's what that's what everyone says they come on here and they're like why do i fucking always say all this shit yeah like, well because i'm like i hope he doesn't fit that in the podcast i don't edit this at all oh god so it's, it's all in there it's all going up really yeah. yeah i don't edit it at all we just fucking sit down and talk trust <laughs> me be it's, quiet it's, now. <laughs> like, it's all you talking i'm just gonna shut up nah because then i'll get in trouble because okay. people are like shut the fuck up let her talk mm. that's the, maybe they don't want to hear me talk now that they hear about me on my phone nah. no no it's, but it's everybody mm. like it's not just you it's yeah. fucking everybody i was driving with my mum the other day like she was driving her car and i pointed out to her because you know how in australia now they have those cameras yes that, that started like, like this on, week yeah right? december 1st yeah so i was like we just had a conversation about it and as we were driving everyone i looked at was like driving on their phone like yeah. these big nice cars you know and they're just like sitting there driving on their phone which yeah. is just wild and now that there's cameras out there to catch these people imagine how many people are actually going to get it's bad too up. it's like four points and a thousand bucks yeah i actually read fine. something that was like if you look down at your phone for 10 seconds on the um motorway it's the yeah. equivalent of like running from one side to the other of a football field without looking you know really like, yeah so makes sense it does well that's what i was driving uh from melbourne and i i had like the um the little thing on the dash mm. so i just put my phone there. i was actually watching shit on youtube pretty mm. much the whole time i used it, to do that just like sit there which i was like mm, i don't know if that's bad or good or not but um it's bad i will admit the fact that i used to watch netflix on the way to training i lived really? on the, i lived in burley and i train up at um springwood uh, when i'm yes, yes when i was there. here yeah and i was living here and i was driving home like i would get to training like 6 30 and we'd leave the gym at like 10 yeah. at night it was long nights really yeah that's how long i was training when i was here so um because i only got one session in but when i was driving home i'd put my little netflix thing just there and just drive and watch it and there'd be times where i was like shit i haven't looked up in a while i'm like <laughs> look up so crazy yeah you I, can't I, do it on a bike though which is a good it's yeah a plus. yeah I'm never on my phone on the bike it's too hard no nah, that's but it's pretty much and you suck on the bike i do is. suck on the bike <laughs> like you need all the help you can yeah, get yeah i do it's a, that's a running joke in thailand actually how bad you are on the bike yeah it's it's crazy though like i that's what i did my whole life is race bikes yeah so i've i see people riding and i don't i have to remember that not everybody grew up riding on bikes, bikes. Yeah. and i would wonder how it would feel to be someone like you that's like i'm much better than i used to be though like, oh i'm sure you get a lot better i've gotten a lot better but yeah you see so much shit in thailand like i imagine it's everywhere in asia but the like the tourists that don't know what they're doing you oh. know and just like there's uh 
Patong. I don't know if you've yeah. been there yet, yeah. but you know the hill that comes down from Patong? Yeah. So many deaths on that road, like, really? all the time. Especially when it rains, like, the traction isn't that great. Yeah. And if you pull too hard on, like, your back brake, you go, you go flying over, you know. So like that happens all the time. Right, yeah, <laughs> I'm slowly <laughs> losing my. <laughs> Just pull it down. You can. Uh, there's like a little knob down there. Yeah, we're yeah. good. I think I'm you back. Good? Yeah, but yeah, there's been so many deaths. I've seen like a couple of crashes now where it's just like people getting collected by cars on these oh, bikes. And you've stuff. seen that shit. I've seen it. Yeah. Was that heavy? Did yeah. you see like the impact of it happening? Um, or like that? I've aftermath? seen one where we've seen the impact and like basically just heard this lady scream it wasn't too bad she was okay oh, but there was another one i thought you said headless but you said no heard this heard this yeah i was sorry. like it's the accent i was again. like fuck you saw a headless lady <laughs> jesus no. christ but yeah i um i've seen some people like lying on the floor with like there's bike parts and helmets everywhere and like stuff like that i've seen that a couple of times so was it with foreigners or locals sometimes you don't see the person because yeah. everyone's around them but yeah there was one lady i saw that was a like a local and she'd been hit by a car and that was pretty full-on just makes you think you know like yeah sometimes i'm on the bike and i'm not being mindful like just going to the gym i know the route really yeah, easy just from gets my like house super routine. so i'm just like la da like not even paying attention and then you see shit like that and you're like fuck you really gotta pay attention fuck yeah. especially on a bike when i'm going between lanes and yeah. on the side of the road and stuff like that anything can happen and so. it's not like you're wearing the full gear you're in like no. training gear and shit mum's always like are you wearing a helmet i'm like do you wear a helmet? I don't wear a helmet. Wear a fucking helmet. I will wear real. it. I have for started. Real. I've started wearing a helmet since my last get fall. A, get a nice one. Like yeah, get a cool. I mean, because I'm guilty of it. If anyone wants to helmet sponsor me, I, I mean, could get you a helmet sorted. Yeah. I'm sure we could make that happen. I'd love a King Casey helmet. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that shit sorted. <laughs> right. But yeah, if you get like if you get a good helmet, yeah. then you sort of want to wear it. Yeah. But yeah, I would. You'd like. But you've seen pictures of crashes with people with the helmets on, right? Where they're just like dead. Yeah, well, imagine if they didn't. Well, I, mean, I, I guess it doesn't really matter. But yeah. man, I got friends growing up riding. I've got friends with like serious brain injuries. Yeah, and they had helmets on. No, I do. I get it. Like obviously, if I'm if I was going far, I'd always wear a helmet. But for ages, if I was like just going two minutes down the road, like yeah. I'd be like, oh, I don't really need a helmet, you know? Yeah. Um, but. You definitely do need a helmet because when you fall off, it hurts like big time. I got a friend; she come off. She's actually a professional rider, but she come off um, on the bitumen man, and her whole like hands, legs, as she was like fucked up in Mm. hospital for ages, had to get like skin grafts and shit. Yeah, it's just especially like your career. You know, it's you're so important. Well, exactly. Your body. Yeah, there was like part of that fight camp where I'd fallen off and I've got like a big scar on my knee now but I'd fallen off and I couldn't knee for ages on the pads I can elbow on the pads like uh, I had these and it does it impacts it a lot you know so you definitely got to be more careful but it is funny seeing some people who go like overboard like oh. I seen this one tourist who had on like the elbow pads thing. knee pads like helmet like everything i was like bro what are you doing <laughs> like he's driving so slow just don't get on a bike if you know that confident. yeah if you're that scared yeah but you need to just get on a bike. yeah I, I see that in thailand all the time people going so slow it's like you don't need to get a bike don't feel the pressure to get a bike like they're going so slow so scared just like that's probably instagram though really yeah they just want to like, put their skitter gang photo up yeah get the get the pic didn't yeah. happen yeah um so. they can just sit on it though and just like yeah true that that's what like that's what they should do there should be 
You know what would be like a sick idea in Thailand? Having like a bike and then a backdrop. But the backdrop was like a photo, but it was kind of like blurry Moving, so yeah. that you could tell that you they were just, driving. Yeah, you just got the photo. Yeah. And then you don't have to be a fuckhead on a scooter and yeah. like ruin the whole deal. No, that would. Yeah, I see people on their phones all the time. Like the ties, they're just like on their phone when they're driving. Man, they can do whatever the fuck they want. There's like five of them on the bike as well at the same time. They are so good. But like they've got one kid here, one kid here, one kid here, the parent on the back. It's gnarly, eh? Just like, how the fuck is this happening? There's like, when we did that Vietnam ride, we were riding into... um, uh, Hoi An I think it's Hoi An like it's one of the big cities there mm-hmm. and we started coming into the city and the, the tour guides were like alright so this is the gnarly day traffic wise that so you don't really want to fuck around like be super cautious and alert and uh, so where everyone's uh, we've been riding our whole lives like I didn't really feel out of place at all there it was definitely you wanted to look around and make sure that no one was going to fucking like drive into you pretty much mm-hmm. but everyone's like on edge on his day and there's this dude that was driving like riding his bike along had a scooter and he had a fucking pig pen on the back of his scooter and there was this gigantic pig fucking this <laughs> other pig in the back of the scooter and like we pulled up next to this thing it's like Rrr! like this thing's just fucking going to absolute town on this that other, is so crazy other, yeah on this fucking but poor little girl only pig. in Asia right? oh it was so so gnarly like, you see some shit fuck it's you see fuck. some shit I do I see some things I see that I'm just like what the fuck like <laughs> in my complex the other day there was this um, ute driving with like this giant ladder on the back of the ute and just this man standing at the top of the ladder. What? <laughs> and he was just driving. And I was like, bro, I don't think you should be like standing there. He's like waving to me. I'm just like, okay. What the fuck? Like only in Asia, you can do that here. And he's nah. wearing no helmet, nothing like, no shirt even, just like pants. And he's just like on top of this ladder on the back of a moving ute. I'm just like, yeah, bro, you got a dead flesh <laughs> over here. He wants to die. Oh, that is so. They don't a, care. I don't give a fuck. No, hey. They don't care. Um, so you lived in Burley before you moved. Yeah, I lived in Burley. Where did you grow up on the? Did you move to the Gold Coast? Yeah, or, yeah. we moved to straight to the Gold Coast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been other places in Australia, but I'm just like skeptical. Yeah, the Goldie's sick. I love the Gold Coast. Um, Have you lived anywhere else though? No. Yeah, so you only lived here. Yeah. I went to Montreal for a little bit and trained at TriStar. Oh, how was that? I was going to be there for a while, but I didn't actually enjoy it. It was too cold. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. It was good training, but um, I actually prefer the training at Tiger. Yeah, right. So, yeah. What was was TriStar like? Did you get to train with Faraz? I trained with Faraz a little bit. Obviously, like, I was a lot younger then. I think I was, Uh. like... I was like 18. Yeah. I moved there um, when I was 18 and I was going to be there for six months. I ended up coming back after a month. Like it just wasn't really my place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it though. There was a lot of good people there and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was cold. Yeah. And then, um, so why then go to Thailand um, as opposed to sort of stay and try and figure a camp out here? I was trying so hard to figure a camp out here. I did it. A lot of camps I did here, so like my job, I was a barista. I worked from like five in the morning until two in the arval. Yeah. And I would go home and run and then I'd go to my boxing gym and then I'd drive 45 minutes to my MMA gym, then an hour home. Yeah. And that was every day. And it was just like getting to the point where it was too much. Like um, it was breaking and there was still no, I still wasn't doing any Muay Thai for any of my amateur fights. I wasn't doing like barely kicking yeah you know like there was nowhere that i was putting everything together yeah um and then tiger muay thai trials came up 
which is like something they do every year so you go through like basically a fight camp and they judge you the whole time online. oh they do a web series on yeah that, right? so i'm in this year's one so if oh you watch really it, yeah I'm oh, actually sick. In it. so i went over i applied for that they accepted me and i went over there to do that and um yeah i knew from like the first day of doing that that that's where i wanted to be that's where i wanted to train and no matter what happened i was going to figure out a way to get back over there and stay there yeah that's sick i I watched that i think i watched last year's because i went and yeah i went there to do the mark hunt Stuart cooper podcast that Mm -hmm. i did and i trained uh i did two sessions of jiu-jitsu uh with Stuart, and yeah that facility just blew my fucking mind crazy hey i went i went there in the morning i stayed up the road um at the like they've got like that hotel that's if you go out the front of the gym you go left it's kind of like a k down the road and it's up on the left like kind of like a high-rise hotel sort of thing uh, yeah do you know that do you know that one i think it's owned by a tiger yeah they they have a lot of them i was gonna there. say they probably yeah. have a bunch of them yeah but yeah so i like stayed there got up in the morning went had breakfast at the cafe did my morning session in jiu-jitsu then i set up did the podcast with mark um and then i did the afternoon session went back then did the same I was like, fuck, I could be, like, I could get used to doing this, eh? And it was really cool. That was the first time that I figured out this new thing that's happening where people are going on these, like, fitness retreats almost where mm-hmm. they go and they stay at Tiger for, fuck, I don't know how long it'd be. And there's, like, super overweight people or just, like, average dudes that are struggling or chicks that are struggling with, like, weight and health and fitness and they just base out a tiger for x amount of time and they do all the classes and they sort of you know get on the get on that tiger program it's pretty pretty insane i sort of didn't really realize that existed yeah a lot of people do that um tiger's a good place for it because it's so supportive like uh then even the beginners they have like world-class muay thai guys teaching beginners you know so like whether you're going there for fitness which is like obviously it's really good for fitness it's so hot you make like you sweat a lot yeah. or you're going there to learn like there's some great people to learn off of and everyone's willing to help everyone so yeah you have seen like an influx of people starting to go there yeah. solely for the fitness side of it now though like um tiger has such a big muay thai and mma thing but it also has such a big like crossfit and like yeah. conditioning classes like they're they're packed a lot of the time they're so packed yeah. when you walk past those classes there's heaps of people in there it blew me away yeah i didn't realize that that was this new sort of cultural thing that people are going to make this holiday out of basically getting their fucking ass kicked to like yeah. get them into shape yeah i mean if i wasn't a fighter it probably wouldn't be a holiday that i would go on yeah but, um yeah i think a lot of people are starting to see like how much martial arts is like a way of life you know what i mean like yeah. it's it's good to know and obviously it's good to lose weight and stuff like that and it's just fun like you can go for a run all the time and it's boring and like yeah but when you go to mma or you go to muay thai or something it's like a sensory overload people get like they're learning something and they're losing weight so it's like two for one you know i think that um the thing that i i'm i'm competitive as fuck like every time and i think that's what yeah, i'm guessing you're the same but that's Very. why i just go full blank as well when, yeah. when i train and that's sort of like a bit of a running joke of the guys are just like what what did <laughs> do you know do you know shane young you would have known shane from he owns the helensvale the galeb brothers helensvale brown belt 
You Maybe. I'm um, really bad with names. You know Rhiannon? You would have reversed Rhiannon a couple of times in jiu-jitsu. She's a uh, purple belt from Glad Brothers. Maybe. Yeah, well, anyway. Um, Everyone's name is, like, yeah, gone. Yeah, no, fair enough. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he, he well, like, he's, like, one of my best friends. We train together, and he said something pretty funny. Well, he said, uh, he's like, yeah, Jace is just, like, that dog that you, you can just fucking flog the shit out of him, and he'll still, like, just still come back. Yeah. But there's just, I just, I don't know, I fucking love that, yeah. love that shit. I love how hard it is, and I just love not, like, just not giving up ever at it and it's like it's sort of almost even if someone is beating me technically and beating me in terms of like the match that we're in i almost feel like if i can just win the like even if i lose but i'm still there right at the end and i'm actually haven't given up i i can i take that as like no i win yeah so i did i don't know whether that's like some fucked up mentality thing no it's good it's a good mentality if i go with like Obviously, we've got, like, Cynthia Calvillo comes and visits, who's, like, UFC top yeah, strawweight yeah, at yeah, my yeah, weight. Yeah. And there's Loma Lukbimi, who's also a UFC strawweight at my weight. Um, she's amazing. She's had, like, over 200 Muay Thai fights. If I can just, like, hang with them, like, Cynthia, if I can hang with her on the ground, and Loma, if I can hang with her standing, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm doing pretty I well. Yeah. yeah I'm, fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that, that's that same. And I think that it takes, like... Because I wonder where like the facing comes from. Because I, I I posted a picture the other day. I'm um, uh, in I'm just in the background of the photo. Don't know who the fuck I'm looking at, but it literally looks like I'm about to kill that person. Yeah. And I'm just standing there, so I've I can relate to the I've had like bitch face. my coach George Hickman. He always says to me like, um, "Can you just smile? Like you'll come over and say something." And I'll just look at him normal, like and be like, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Just smile at me, so I know that you're like." yeah taking something in or something you know like he always thinks that and i'm just like this is just my face you know like i don't smile i i genuinely love training but you don't see it on my face when i'm at training so uh you see it afterwards (laughs) and in fights too like um i look really angry the whole time i'm not angry i'm just yeah that's what i feel the same because that's what people say they're like oh you're just so super angry i'm like i'm i promise i'm having so much fun yeah but i think it's there's just a concentration level i think i think there's a like the science sort of side of it too is that um when you're in that mode and you're in that sort of flow state or in the zone or whatever what's happening is that all of the energy um that your brain is producing is going only to the areas that it needs to go to Mm, and that makes sense and then literally nothing else but you see like people who can fuck around and do it you know like i I'm not one of those people, but like that's either who you are or you're yeah. a serious person. You know, if you're a serious person trying to fuck around to show like, oh, I'm not nervous or anything like that, fucks me up. Like in fights, I do look so angry, but I don't see anything else. Like yeah. I see one thing in front of me, and that's about it. Even at training, like I don't see anyone else. I run into people all the time accidentally. You know, like sparring, I'll like chase someone down, and or I'll double leg someone through someone else, and <laughs> it's just like. Sick sorry guys like sorry not you know, sorry yeah not sorry at all is that part of the the draw to it though because i love i'm going training tonight for the first time in ages because i've been away and i'm just i fucking can't wait to get into that yeah like literally nothing else in my life matters when i'm doing that shit yeah it's like an addiction for me too like everyone was like after my fight i'll oh, just take a little bit of time off but i didn't really take any time off I injured my hand in my fight, so I got like this big swollen knuckle. See, uh, you got the most knuckle so, going on. Yeah, I've got to chill a little bit with it, but yeah. um, I've taken like a bit of time off when I've been here, 
and I'm just itching to get back now. Yeah. Like I go back to Thailand. Are you still doing any jujitsu or? Yeah, I'm doing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can never take like a full break, but everyone was like, "Please just chill." Yeah. You're getting a little bit burnt out. I had four fights this year. Yeah. You, yeah. Which is like a lot. Um, and I was still pushing to get a December fight, even up until like two weeks yeah. ago. I was like, "Get me a fight. Get me a fight." Everyone's like, "Just, just wait." So. Um, I've waited and I've chilled, but now I'm pushing on getting yeah. a fight for early next year. But I can't stop. I'm like, I don't want to like miss any training. I've got like massive FOMO for yeah for missing any training or anything like that. Have you felt that your levels improved since being a tiger? I didn't until I came back. Like I did. I felt like it improved a bit, you know. But when you come back and you train with people who you used to train with, uh. and you notice things like that, you know. So I think that. Um, the biggest jump that I've had is like my wrestling with yeah. uh, Frank Hickman, who's the main wrestling coach there. We have like a really good connection. We just got along straight away, and I love his style of wrestling. It's like uh, fixes little mistakes that I have in like my transitions and stuff like that. And in my last fight, like I said, I fought like a judo black belt, um, jujitsu black belt, and even when she did take me down, you know, I was on her back the whole fight. So. Uh, crazy like i don't think that i would have been doing that before yeah. i met and like worked with frank and stuff what like sort that. of stuff wrestling was did he like what switch for your wrestling oh uh, it's just like the scramble stuff you know like i was always like a messy scrambler and he would just like come over and fix up like little things so like instead of putting your foot here you would put your foot there and stuff like that or like uh just teaching you like how to sprawl a little bit better not to sprawl straight on like to sprawl more on one side and stuff yeah like that. okay just little things that you don't even think about and then like it changes everything you know yeah the crazy thing with wrestling when you watch really good wrestling is the way like i feel like jujitsu wrestling what you get taught here like this is a single leg this is a double leg this Mm. is an arm drag it's like those dudes at the top level it's this relentless attack of like they're going for an arm drag and then they're jumping onto a single and then from from that single leg they're like gonna go around to the back and then it's like this constant they're chaining shit together it's exhausting yeah too. it's gnarly like, eh? there's a uh, one guy who trains at tiger who's part of like the thai national wrestling team oh really and he's very very good and just like i've been with him a couple of times he fucks me up but um seeing him go with the really good people like if he goes with frank or if he goes with another guy quentin watching them go is like it exhausts me to watch yeah. but it's like it's so amazing i've never seen wrestling like it like in australia i think the, the wrestling level is pretty low yeah but then you go somewhere like that and you watch all these high level wrestlers yeah. like there's a lot of american wrestlers there and obviously like che who's the thai wrestler and stuff like that like they're amazing yeah and it's just like wow i want to learn to do like that you know yeah. like their double leg compared to my double leg is like crazy yeah i used to just like double leg and like try and stay in one spot and they would just like run through the map yeah. they don't care like they just don't stop running until they take you down yeah. so that's something i've implemented too i just now run at people's legs and just like <laughs> try and take them down oh that's so i sick. can't wait for a fight where i can just sort of do that i i pretty much i, I actually famously in my gym don't wrestle yeah i just sit down yeah i just sit down i AM. don't do that anymore. yeah i just go fuck this shit i just don't want to get hurt with the wrestling side of things but it's so much fun i know but like I, I had uh we've got one of our guys at the gym Shawnee, he's a purple belt and he's a fucking weapon like he won gold at nationals this year as well mm. and um 
he, me and him will wrestle, but he's like 10 kilos lighter than me, but he's better. So I feel like that is like a, that's like a good way for me to wrestle. Cause I don't feel like he's going to hurt me with just weight. Cause yeah. it's just a lot of, it's just like the awkward, if, if you don't know how to wrestle, like if I try and stand up with one of the other dudes, it's my weight or bigger and they don't really know how to wrestle. Like really, it's just kind of like messy fucking tackling. And I just feel like there's not enough technique at our level to really um, to try. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. We everyone feels like a fucking spazzy white belt at wrestling. Really, it's like, the same. A, it's the same gym. with everything, though. Like uh, for me in jujitsu, the only times I've ever got hurt are with big spazzy white belt guys. Yeah. Like they hurt me more than anyone else. If I'm striking, the only time I get hurt is when I go with like a new, new sort of guy who's bigger than me who just like yeah. goes crazy. Like I've been with some big guys in striking who just like hit you so hard and you're just like, oh. dude, come on. Like I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. And then like in jujitsu, even like the big guys, you get any sort of submission on them and they just like stand up with you, yeah. like attached to them, and you're just like okay but what game are we trying to play yeah, yeah i think there's like a, a point where you've learned enough to do it you're yeah. right so like yeah and that's where i just i just don't think i'm in that zone of where i've learned enough sort of shit to to do it yeah. so i'm just like mm, fuck i'm here and i'd rather just put my time into the like the jiu-jitsu so i think um <laughs> yeah but with with like i'll go with shawnee and he's a good wrestler but he's not bigger than me yeah so I f- it feels safer and yeah. i really do enjoy it Fuck it, gasses you. Yeah, it does. The re- like, I can roll for seven minutes and be fucking sweet. Mm. But the wrestling side of it takes things a different is- sort of like lactic muscle sort of. I don't know. It builds faster, I guess. But yeah, for me too. Like my wrestling's not bad for coming from Australia, and it's getting better. But um, there's a lot of girls with good wrestling who are like the same weight as me. Okay, and I go with them, and it's like every day I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. I get my ass kicked a lot of the time, but it feels good like Loma who's a Muay Thai girl who you'd think I'd have better wrestling than her but I cannot take her down really? for like the life of me she's amazing and um she just trips the shit out of me all the time well because Muay Thai there's so many trips it's so yeah. many clinch she trip. just sweeps me so much and it's just like wow she's crazy though she used to fight at 48 she just recently signed with um UFC so obviously she had to move to 52 and she just like yeah she's she's really small too she fights the same weight as me and she's much smaller than me yeah but she just like manhandled this girl that she fought like really dismantled her in her fight in the the ufc yeah. yeah and i was just like like that girl's gonna be a star she's so good so what's your roadmap looking like um, in terms of because you'd want to get in the UFC yeah yeah so I reckon I will be in the UFC by June at the really? latest yeah so I am pushing at the moment to get on UFC New Zealand which is in February yeah um, I'm like messaging all the time being yeah. crazy I would love to fight on that how many DMs um, do you think Sean shall we get today a lot <laughs> especially a even lot. off me it's yeah. a lot there's more Mick Maynard though now because he takes care of the girls like Sean uh, Shelby does the guys now but yeah um, yeah, I got like my manager speaking with him as well to try and get me on there. Um, but it's looking most likely like I'll need to get one or two more fights in before. And so what's the so. communication like? Do they, will they say, oh, yeah, you're, everything's looking good. We're happy with you. Or we're, 
you know, like we're watching you, you got to get maybe two or three more wins. Is that sort of how it works? Because I'm pretty close with Aaron Blackie yeah. and he's trying to get on the New Zealand card as well. And, yeah. and he's like, I think it's going to think it's going to happen. Yeah. So like, what's the contact with them? Yeah. So my manager had a meeting with them the, um, last week and basically they did say that like um, it's looking like I'm going to need two or three more wins. They aren't happy with me. Um, but yeah, they obviously are. they yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, I'm only three and all, so like uh, I've had a long career, but it's like there's been some big breaks in there and stuff like that, and I've won eight in a row, but five of them being amateur, it yeah. doesn't really count. Yeah. So uh, yes, um, I think I'll fight in February anyway, even yeah. if it's not on the UFC. Get another win, and we'll push for like a June debut in the UFC, hopefully, but. I definitely don't see it being any later than June. Yeah. And where, like, you feel pretty confident in your level. Yeah. 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 I There's no girl in Australia who will beat me in Australia or New Zealand. So uh, we flew in a girl from Japan the last fight. And she was good too, and right? she's really good. Judo black belt, jiu-jitsu um, black belt, fought for Ryzen 2 and all. She was, like, being looked at as a prospect too. And I just, I beat her. So uh, we're going to bring in someone else now, you know, like, um, someone else they look at as a prospect and yeah. just keep beating them all and they can't really deny you when you do that so it's a crazy fucking game eh? like mm. do you think about like that this is your job like sometimes I sit back and I think like fuck you know like you spend a lot of your life like complaining about little things like oh I haven't done this yet or I haven't done this yet but then you l- sit back and you think like six months ago I wanted to be here and now I'm here yeah. you know like or like even a couple of years ago, I dreamt about living in Thailand and fighting like full time doing this as like my only thing. And then I complain sometimes like, oh, I'm not in the UFC yet. Like I want to yeah. be there. I want to be there so bad. And then I'm like, I think, fuck, look how far you've come from like being zero and two. Everyone telling me like, maybe you're not a fighter. You should just train for fun, like focus on something else, do something else. And I was like, fuck that. No this is what I do so it's crazy to see how far you actually have come you know when you sit back it's easy to want to rush things but uh, I'm in it for like a long time so Mm. whether it comes February or June or whatever you know it doesn't really matter yeah and you're so young too eh? like there's so much time like how old would um, Nunez be Uh, I reckon she's in her 30s probably well you're fucking 10 years till you you know like because I'm 31 yeah. And this is about I feel the best I've ever felt my whole life. Yeah. And it's just I feel better every year, you know, like yeah. and you will for sure. Yeah. So like this year has a has been my best ever year. So I've won four fights. I had four fights, I won four fights and I've just felt like so good in every fight and even at training, like I feel really strong and you just feel like you're sort of growing into your body almost, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine that it's only going to get better. Yeah, well, for sure, eh? Yeah. With the breaks that you had, why did you have them? I had that big two-year gap between my second and third fight because I lost my first two fights and I was at a gym that wasn't really supporting me. Um, they kept, they were the ones who kept saying, you know, like, maybe you're not a fighter, you know, like, yeah. you probably should just try and do something else and stuff like that. And I did hear a lot of people talking behind my back saying, you know, like, Nah, her fight was so shit blah 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 like people who know you for a long time forget that 
like forget the fact that I was a child you know like I was 15 and 16 having those first two fights yeah fighting adults like I jumped straight into the deep end which I don't regret at all but um in hindsight I probably wasn't ready to have those fights but nobody could tell me any different at the time like I was going to have them anyway yeah and um like having everyone like your coaches and stuff everyone that you put your trust into telling you like to just basically give up or it's going to be a long time before you're ready to fight like they were saying all these things and I was almost losing the love for fighting you know like I didn't feel supported I wasn't happy in the gym that I was in I didn't ever really want to go to training like it was diminishing you know Um, and then I moved and I moved to Southside with Paul and Paul was like you need to like remember that you are so young like he put that in he installed that into my head he's like you train so hard like you've got talent you've got skill stop taking dumb hard fights and let's do this the right way so then I trained under him for like three months and went to him and was like yeah I actually do want to fight again like let's do it so then we started a fight camp and ever since then like every fight I got a little bit more confident more confident and that's where we are now so I've done the last eight fights in the space of I think 16 or 18 months or yeah. maybe just over that so yeah it's been busy do you know have you thought much about like why you love fighting so much or is it just you've done it so long now that it's just like that's part of who you are yeah um I've never really sat back and thought about it but I think a lot of it has to do with like like my dad did it and it was like a bonding experience for mm. us but then like even after he stopped doing it like I felt this connection to do it to do it you know it gave me confidence and like I've never really committed to anything else in my life like I have fightings you know so like I I left school to become a fighter yeah like I didn't even finish grade 12 I dropped out to finish my fight camp to have my first ever fight which most people are like you're fucking insane but like look where I'm at now you know my parents weren't happy about it at the time but like obviously they see now that nothing else mattered to me so I don't really understand why yet either I think it's something that you like progressively figure out as well why you were drawn to fighting the more you think like the older you get the more you find out about yourself and stuff like that so um yeah I'm not really sure but I think it's important to know for just the times that you described before when you don't feel that good about it and you don't want to go to the gym and you don't you hit those sort of hard times so Mm. i think that's why as an athlete it's really worth trying to figure it out yeah and not like you got to stress about figuring it out or be like fuck i don't i don't even know because it's i mean there's yeah i think everyone it's just like like you said that gradual thing as you get older you sort of understand but i think it's a worthwhile pursuit is to figure out the reason why you why you are so drawn to it because then it's so easy to reinforce it as uh when you do go through those struggles yeah yeah it's definitely something that i'm like looking at yeah like figuring out about myself um but even like moving to thailand i figured out so much about myself you know like uh since being there like um it was sort of like a do i want to do this full-time quit everything sell everything you know like that was basically me stamping the give up everything else in my life to focus on this one thing you know so being there I figured out that that's actually what I wanted to do and now I've been doing that for four months so 
um, yeah, it's little by little, I guess. You yeah. start to learn this stuff. And yeah. even when I'm exhausted or like hurt, I've been sparring with this hand, you know, like even if you're injured, I've still been, I still rock up to the gym all the time to the point where sometimes my coach yells at me, like, go home. Yeah. You've been here way too much. You've done four sessions today. Like, you fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> go home. <laughs> so. It's cool though that you can like not a lot of people find something in life that they want to go like that fucking hard into. Yeah, like I'm really appreciative for it because who knows what I'd be doing without it, you know? So, yeah, yeah. It's good to find something that you really care about, and especially from so young. Like uh, a lot of people find out what they want to do when they're like 30, 35. You know, like me from like four years old, I was like, I'm gonna be a fighter. Mm. So. Are you at the point with um, with your fights now where you can be who you want to be in there? I'm getting a lot more comfortable, yeah. So, like, um, I'm actually, like, started to hear my corners and, like, yeah, the whole okay. time, you know, like, started to think about things. Like, yeah. when I was first fighting, that's something you don't realise. You're actually not thinking. Yeah. Like, it's just instinctive. Yeah, you don't have a level of comfort. That, yeah. Because there's, like, a... Uh, the it's like a sensory your subconscious takes over more mm. than your conscious yeah and you don't really hear anything that no. your corner is saying so it doesn't matter what they're yelling but there was like one point in my fight against Christy Obst and that I heard my corner and I went oh. I just heard them like I just heard what he said to me which is crazy like you watch back my fights and even before that I was doing what he was saying you know like you have that connection with your coach anyway that like you sort of subconsciously do it yeah but then it was cool to like realize like i can hear him you know like yeah and then there's other fights where i've thought like oh go for like a shot oh wait no don't 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 go yet and it's like wow i just thought yeah like, not to do that you know what i mean yeah so it's cool it's nice to see like a progression obviously yeah. like you look at the really really high level people and everything they do is for a reason there's mm-hmm. no just because in the fight which i think that like when you're growing you still have a lot of like just because like sometimes I just throw them something and I'm like why did I throw that yeah you know but I think you get to a point where you don't do that anymore yeah it's really like exciting that one day I will get there you know even training so like out the back I figured out exactly how I want to warm up now like I've got that down pat yeah and that's something in my first two fights I didn't really have either like I need to know exactly how much I want to work out out the back to the point where like I'm ready to go in. You're warm, but you're not And tired. stuff like that. And like recently, I don't know, maybe everyone realizes now that I'm King Casey, but that's only been three fights yeah, or four okay. fights, you know, that I've come up with King Casey, which is like my persona per se, you know, like when I get into the cage, I'm a different person. So all the time I'm Casey, but on fight day, I'm King Casey. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, no one's going to beat me. Like that's sort of just the mentality that I've come up with yeah. for it. So... Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to ask you about that. Like the whole, it's like obviously Queen would be the female version of it, but mm. you've chose to be King Casey. It sounds better, I reckon, don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Especially th- for a chick. Yeah, I think so. And I think that like, that is literally how I feel like King for a day. You know what I mean? That's how I feel on fight day. I'm like, feel unstoppable. I don't know. I just feel like a different person. So King Casey's what I came up with and everyone was like why not queen why not queen like fuck that fuck queens i'm king casey (laughs) i think that's so sick yeah is that a part of the whole like why you like fighting is is there is that 
do you not feel like King Casey every day? And it's like, that's almost like that one day where you do get to feel like the way you'd want to feel all the time. Or is it just like, a t- you like that separation or? I think it is a different part of me. Like, I wouldn't say I don't always feel like King Casey because like King Casey feels like, you know, they could beat everyone. And I always think I can beat everyone. Like, yeah. Um, but it is just like, it's just a different side of me that I get to like show everyone, you know? Obviously, like I told you, I get anxiety for things in public, but Ken Casey doesn't get any anxiety, you know, like fight day. I'm like, bring it. Could fight in front of no people or you could fight in front of like thousands of people. And I don't think I would change. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, there's a definitely, there's types of people in the world uh, that there's the whole fight or flight things like super real. Like Mm. there's people that will just like, they don't have like a backward step. are you that kind of person when it comes to the fighting i think so like a lot of people crack under pressure and i think that i actually do better under pressure like when it comes to a fight the better my opponent the better i do i think you know like in my last fight i thought oh this is the best person i've ever fought but i also think that was my best performance ever you know so i don't know i think i always somehow rise to the occasion so it's something i've also learned about myself i don't know no matter what like i'm doing in the gym when it comes to fight day like i always end up showing up so yeah yeah i've never really had a problem with that yet <laughs> yeah and y- like you can see it on every level even in our gym mm. or every gym that i've gone in there's just guys that they they are the dog that you can beat and they just won't they just keep coming back with a fucking wagon mm. tail you know like you <laughs> but there's people that i don't know what i don't know what it is or where it comes from but I don't, yeah, it's hard. but then there's other people too like I've rolled people before at gyms that like once you submit them once you submit them five yeah. times like they 100%, give up you know yeah. so you would much rather be the person that like is always fighting it instead of like just giving up real easy so do you have, did you ever get bummed when people would submit you like did you ever have that feeling because I sort of I feel like sometimes I'll leave the gym I'm like you've got such a gnarly ego that you like didn't even remember that guy tapped you yeah sometimes but um I used to cry a lot like after trainings I used to cry really yeah how long ago jiu-jitsu uh, or just all training always yeah any training um probably hasn't happened for like a while occasionally i still cry maybe six months what do you think that is ego so like uh really yeah i think so so there was a lot of time ages ago where it was harder for me to learn because of how much ego that i had you know Mm. like if someone i wouldn't show it in the gym but if someone tapped me or if i had a bad day i would just get in the car and cry and be like yeah oh you suck blah 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 but now like I don't really cry that much to be honest I just sort of laugh at myself I'm just like fuck how'd you get stuck there you so dumb I got I've, I've the, literally the last roll I had I got tapped by a white belt yeah oh, I get, I've get tapped by white belts you always belt. get tapped by white belts you know it does hurt but oh, like well, I don't I don't get tapped by white belts very often but yeah it's ego but like I need you need that ego but this dude's a fucking G like mm. he's a full G and it's like there's no there's those naturals though too you know oh, like yeah. white belts but they're like naturally they're so good at it you know we have a couple of those too so but yeah it was just one of those i went i left and i was like i was mad i was definitely like i was more mad at myself because like i got i was tired like i was real fucking tired and i shouldn't be that tired but i haven't been training yeah so i was really mad at myself more than anything i was like i was pumped for him because he fucking like he's a beast and i'm like 
you can't be mad at that shit mm. but i was just like dude fucking if you can't train run like do because i just if i don't train i just stop like jiu-jitsu is my only real training yeah but yeah that that's that whole ego thing but it's like martial arts in particular is just such a weird thing because it's like don't you it's like you leave your ego at the door but it's like fucking kind of yeah i've had conversations with frank and george before like about sometimes like i'll spar a guy maybe i'm more experienced than them and i'm like he's fucking hitting me blah, blah, blah. they're like he's a guy like yeah. you got to realize that i'm like nah he's not he's not a guy like it's just this is one you know? to one like yeah. we're just fighters yeah so i definitely have that ego thing as well so i'm like if, if i know i'm better than someone and they get me i'm like oh fuck yeah. like there's a girl her name's allison she trains at Southside. she's 14 she just won like an mma fight she just had an mma fight wow. yeah and she's like so good at jiu-jitsu too if she taps me i get so angry but i'm like she's actually really good yeah. you know what i mean like obviously i don't go so hard with her that she couldn't yeah but if i let myself get stuck in something i'm like fuck why did you let yourself get stuck there but yeah well, it's yeah. funny because like yeah that that is the thing is like leave your ego at the door but it's like it's pretty like you do need an ego like yeah. we're, we're trying to fucking you know and then i've got some people where i respect them too much as well mm. like some of the the real good especially the guys that coach me i really have like a lot of respect for them and i'll go hard as fuck but there's just there's definitely stuff that i i feel like i mentally hold back yeah because that's definitely a thing yeah like i just respect the absolute fuck out of them yeah. and it's like i don't i don't even want to and i'm not saying that i would submit any of them or i'd do anything like that it's more of just a I just don't even look at them like that's a thing that mm. and and I've had a couple of boys be like mm, I feel like you really need to do more when it comes to that you yeah because they're like and I just say like, I just fucking respect the shit out of you bro like I came I came to you with zero skill and now I have done all of this shit I've achieved a lot in the time that I've been doing it and it's because of you guys mm. and that's that I've just got fucking respect like I love you guys and you know that it's it's a weird thing eh? but there's, yeah. you get to a point where you've got to kind of like fuck that off even well even not just coaches but like some really really good fighters that mm. come through tiger you know you got to realize like hold on i'm doing the same class as these people yeah. these people are actively seeking me out as their partner you know like sometimes yeah. they'll be like hey come with me yeah like you they want you to go with them you know yeah. like you're not that far off their level you got to get this respect thing out of your head i had yeah. it for ages too yeah that's and eventually yeah. i was just like fuck it and i would just like stand and bang with these guys who i know are like amazing and i actually didn't do that bad you know like and then you start realizing like oh maybe like yeah. you know maybe i did have too much respect and i'm actually better than i thought i was yeah. so that's been a big thing i've learned at tiger too you know like that's cool being in the same environment as all these like like-minded people yeah. you know you like end up performing like you rise to the occasion yeah. again like you grow so much with just like really good training partners so yeah. here there's some really good people but like the level there is just it's insane you know yeah. you go and do the muay thai class and some of those like 14 year old boys like we'll just fuck your shit will fuck you up like so hard they don't care you know even when i was doing the triads like they hold the pads for you yeah and like they hit you back and I thought one of them separated my rib at one point and really? I was just like and he hit me with a pad you know like not even trying and I was just like I might be dying <laughs> like <laughs> I was so hard so yeah you definitely like once you put the respect aside yeah you can learn a lot from people like that because you still I guess like you still do respect them yeah 
definitely i respect everyone i train with though depend like doesn't matter who they are you know they could have one fight or a hundred fights like yeah i think everyone does that though in martial arts like you respect your partners so but yeah there is a level of like holding back out of because like the the thing that i don't want him to think is like this little cunt thinks he's awesome you know i don't like that's not what i want because i'm like nah man like i fucking love you like you're the you've given me a lot there's it's, a line though right yeah. like you know between being like too respectful and yeah. then disrespectful and you just sort of like tiptoeing it all the time in fights i don't give a fuck yeah though like i feel that so yeah. like if i get into a fight i don't care who they are you know like i fought a girl who'd had heaps of stand-up fights and everyone was saying like it's a it's a striker grappler i'm like how am i not a striker yeah. like i've always striked and then i got that egotistical thing and then everyone's saying oh you like worried about i'm like no i don't give a fuck about this girl like and then you know you win the fight and yeah. you're just like i told you i don't give a fuck like that's such a sick headspace like i wonder with a chick like with like you you just must walk around so different to other girls because you could fucking bash it's most nice dudes. to know that you could beat someone up like if you need to but because yeah. it would be scary being a chick in a lot Sometimes. of in a lot of ways you know there's yeah. a there's definitely a um there's definitely a like that's a thing like guys like i haven't had it too of, much but i definitely understand that it does happen but um the main thing i get is like really creepy instagram messages yeah, I bet. that's about it but mm. yeah there was a point in time where this like one person in my message request would send me like pictures of him in like male thongs and stuff like that what? and i'm just like bro I don't get what are you doing you know chicks you don't can, want that no nah. Nah. Nah, chicks aren't doing that shit like nah. on the reg or dudes in my inbox yeah people offer to buy my feet pics and stuff like that fuck like really creepy stuff you, you should do it i don't know <laughs> i don't feel like i want my feet out that much you know like <laughs> pay me enough and maybe but. but there's like there's some chicks that make crazy money off like selling super weird shit like mm-hmm. undies and like there's also, underwear like yeah. um, vending machines in japan did Dude, you see those i know that's yeah. fucking bizarre right? yeah it's so crazy that's weird about japan because like people go there and they're like oh it's so amazing it's so clean it's so tidy no one really says anything like it's a very subdued culture yeah but in that subdued culture it's just the weirdest fuck like have you ever even seen japanese porn how they like do you want to hear a story about how the first time i ever seen japanese porn (laughs) yes okay (laughs) so i decided like we were going to um japan to do adcc trials right me and my partner oh no shit yeah so i didn't end up competing but he competed so we went there and i was like i'll just because of hotel (laughs) so i picked us this hotel and it was like it said adults only but i had like I didn't know, you know. I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, We get there and it was like super weird. Like no one would look at you. Like everyone was looking at the ground that was coming out. And I'm like, what is happening? You know, there was free cake. Like it was just a great place. I was super (laughs) excited to be in there. And then we get up to our room and it's got like a karaoke thing. There's like these disco lights going on. And I'm like, this is so weird. And then we start looking through like the 
food menu and there's like buy these clothes and like buy all this stuff and I'm still thinking like this is weird but I haven't put like two and two together (laughs) and then I get into the massive bath that's like a bubble bath that like changes colors and stuff like that and there's a tv I'm like oh I wonder what they've got on tv I put the tv on whilst they're in the bath and there's just full-blown Japanese porn on the tv (laughs) I just screamed so loud I was like oh my god the penny finally but it's all censored so it was like I I didn't see too much but still I was still traumatized they fucking blur out the shit I ended up staying in a Japanese brothel for a week so that was like because you know you can book those hotels by the hour right yes I figured that out also so like (laughs) we stayed there for four days Uh, we must have looked like the like full nimbos yeah these guys are days. fucking hard in the paint right now oh my god I was like wow I made a mistake I really fucked up (laughs) that's actually pretty amazing I kind of want to do that go and stay at the fuck because I've seen those hotels it's so funny though like people do not look you in the eyes they're like nah 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 but it's such a weird suppressive culture I know and like like, but super weird shit comes out of like fucking panty vending machines and hour by hour hotels like themed they got like fireman hotels and fucking hello kitty oh it was wild you could turn like your whole room into like a disco thing it was so wild I was like fucked up we were in the wrong hotel <laughs> i did end up having fun like i didn't turn the tv back on after that <laughs> situation but the bath was really nice oh that shit's fucking funny yeah, yeah. it's such a weird like weird place but I again know. it's like i love japan though i've been twice as well it's like it's amazing yeah. i do i do think that they need to let loose a little bit more though but, but that like even um, i went to this place um so i was over there filming a like a rock band they're like the dude so the dude that is the singer in the rock band his parents are like the brad and angelina jolie of japan Mm. they're like the most famous actor and actress in japan and then they got this kid and then he's in this band so we went and i was filming this uh this american band um we were filming this american band that was over there and there was like sixty thousand people and it was in like a wasn't even in like a stadium it was in like an airplane hangar like it was fucking crazy so they had the stage at the front these huge tvs and then just went back forever like the people at the back were like that big yeah and uh so anyway this dude everywhere we went he's like justin bieber pretty much so we stayed in the same hotel as him we'd like hung out with him the whole time and um we'd have like security at the fucking front of the thing and there was just like every time you looked out the window just people everywhere it was fucking insane so anyway after the show he's like oh do you want to we're, we're all going to this club and i was like yeah fuck yeah sick we're in we're in tokyo so we went to like this super dope club but he rented like the whole thing out and there was no one in there so like it was just us and it was like just us for like 45 minutes so we got up and we were like djing and like putting up fucking music and having dance battles and shit and then um like yeah an hour goes by and then like all these girls walk in like every every a fucking busload of chicks and um I was like, damn, that's, like, super fucking weird, eh? Mm. And they were all, like, hookers. What? Yeah. So I was with this, uh, my ex-girlfriend's American chick, and um, she's, like, fucking still blonde, you know? And uh, they were just freaking out. And all these chicks were trying to have, like, threesomes with me and my girlfriend. Jesus. And she was like, I'm out, I'm going, I'm going. And I was like, oh, we can stay and hang for a little bit, right? Like, it'll be over my way in another country. Oh, that's so funny. uh, But, yeah, just, like... It's like all or nothing, eh? Yeah. With that, there's no just like regular 
It's like behind closed doors. They're the biggest freaks. Freaks. Like crazy. So, yeah, Japan's just a fucking weird. But I think that's what happens when you just like suppress people that much. Well, they're buying used underwear on the streets and vending machines. So something's going wrong. (laughs) Like where the fuck else would that happen? That can happen in Australia. That'd be fucking weird. Imagine that. Just like at Burley Beach like buy some thongs can of coke buy some thongs <laughs> <laughs> they love fighting though which is like so crazy like, yeah they do and one's fucking massive right now yeah so like um, when you get on the train in Japan and stuff and the big guys in the suits and stuff and you see the crazy cauliflower ears did you see anyone like that nah. there's like I've seen so many like businessmen yeah. with big cauliflower ears so I think that they love it huge part yeah. of the culture eh? yeah i um on the um on the lachlan giles camp that i did in thailand i met uh this dude toshi who uh is a brown belt under imanari mm. so i man he was like the coolest fucking dude ever it's it was like a bummer for him at the camp in a way because he doesn't really speak that much english yeah um so i got google translate and i didn't have service over there so i downloaded the japanese language and me and him just ended up going everywhere together and we would just like google translate to each other yeah. ended up being the coolest guy he sent me like uh one of his like japanese rashies and shit and um that's like one of my goals is to go over there and, and stay with him in tokyo and, and train with uh him and imanari for, i like, trained at imanari did you yeah when i was there How only was for one day but it was really good was he there yeah he was there but um he's a crazy guy really? he's very good yeah like uh he comes out here and does some stuff too yeah though. i missed defin- his, se- I oh, missed his missed seminar it. yeah but yeah you should definitely get when you go over there get in a session with him we just went for one day and it was like was it good yeah it was good did like, you like 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 lock shit with him um a little bit there was like a tiny t- tiny bit of technique and then everyone just rolled yeah so okay. it, i think it was like the friday and it was just like that's their day where they mainly just roll yeah were you so, a blue belt then no, I was a purple. Your purple belt. Yeah. Oh, so it was within a yeah. year. Yeah. Fuck, that's cool. Yeah. So I've, I haven't done much this year, but I did that. Do so. you still? What do you enjoy training the most? Uh, at the moment, kickboxing. Again, like I just started, because here I was doing like some Muay Thai or some boxing and stuff like that. But over there, there's a guy. His name's Raphael. He's in the UFC now, but he's like a great K1 fighter, and yeah. he does a K1 class. So that's my favorite class. Oh, so you're moment. not doing Muay Thai style I'm doing, with him no yeah so i do some muay thai yes and some boxing and some k1 and some wrestling and some jiu-jitsu i do everything but at the moment that's, that's your favorite, favorite class yeah. yeah what's it about the kickboxing stuff i don't know i guess I it just comes in cycles right yeah but i think it's a little bit of nostalgia too like i feel really like uh you feel like you are a kickboxer yeah like back in the day obviously it's been a while but like um just some of the like drills that he does i'm like oh i remember doing drills uh, like this when i was younger you know yeah. so yeah it's one of my favorite classes but in jiu-jitsu terms i'm definitely no gi girl so yeah i put on the gi like i said for the first time the other week and i was like oh i actually do miss doing gi but no gi is just so much faster and like more applicable. more applicable yeah, yeah so love no gi yeah uh, that's what i was i'm probably gonna go put on the gi tonight i'm fucking I feel like I haven't trained the gi for so long. Yeah, I'm I putting it so. on tonight too. Oh, really? Where about <laughs> yeah. you going to train? South side up. Oh, Probably. Sick. Yeah, nice. You go through phases though. Like for me, I was a white belt for five years. Fuck. And I hated gi. Never wore the gi. Then I got my blue belt, fell in love with gi, and I was a purple belt within two years. Yeah. So I was like wearing the gi like three times, four times a week even, you yeah. know, like which is crazy for an MMA fighter. But I was like always trying to find time to put on the gi. And I would go like during the day or 
go after boxing and stuff like that and then when i got my purple belt i was like okay i'm done with yeah, gi now i'm gi. gonna go on no gi because so like funny. i feel like purple belt's a level a good level for mma yeah um, obviously it is a dream one day to get a black belt yeah I was gonna say do you want to get a black belt I do yeah but it's not like one of my biggest goals so I do put the gi on sometimes but um, obviously if there's a fight coming up and stuff like that yeah it's useless yeah I just go all no gi I try and work on like more positional control and stuff like that yeah in MMA I don't even look to really submit anyone it's more oh, so you don't. like like it would be nice but like you're not looking for no, it yeah. i'm like looking to do damage from all the positions and yeah you know so yeah what sort of headspace are you in when you're fighting them like that like just you, yeah like are you in just like a fucking kill mindset yeah or? i get so cocky i'm really? like you're never gonna beat me like you're dumb for even thinking you're gonna beat me like where does that come from in you because that's like just know. not you that much like Sydney, nah. you know yeah that's like, fucking cool though i don't know where it comes from but like out the back i start getting like real fucking angry like anyone talks to me like, fuck all <laughs> like, really? yeah like i don't know why but it just like changes and yeah i'm just like at that time i know no one can beat me yeah. like I get into the cage and I don't think I don't even think anymore like it just all shuts off I don't see anyone and all I see is the person in front of me and it's just like there's been a couple of times where I've actually started laughing in fights where I'm just like I got you you know like if I hit them really good so I just become this asshole when I get in there does it help you be like mellow in normal life though do you think I think so yeah Yeah, I have an outlet you know a lot of people don't have that outlet but I have an outlet so yeah if I haven't trained for like a while or whatever you know i get really like built up like i haven't been able to really punch with my hand for a little bit so like if i haven't punched for a while i'm like oh fuck my hand i'm going to training i need to punch something (laughs) so like i've just been going wrapping it up really hard and stuff i definitely feel a lot more zen when i've been at training yeah if i haven't been i think that's what's so addictive about jiu-jitsu and that's why you see like those businessmen in the fucking train in japan with cauliflower ears and Mm. it's like even my ears are starting to get fucked which sucks but it's like i'm just like you know what that's my fucking that's what it takes to get to go and choke people every fucking Mm. day like it's really fun to have that outlet and i've always been like uh I've always been like pretty hostile with people. Like I would, I just look to fight people, not fight uh, on the street. Sort of, I don't want to like get in fucking fist fights with people. But if someone wants to argue with me or if someone wants to like try and bully me, I'm like, mm. nah, not me, fuck, not me, dude. I got but, kicked out of two schools for fighting. Really? So I've always been the fighter. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> yeah, we we grew up pretty. We used to get a lot of fights as a kid, but that, I had one thing happen fighting wise that was like pretty scary. I just mm. didn't want to after that i got in one fight and a dude got hurt and i was like hmm, i'm done mm. i don't really want to ever punch someone again in the face <laughs> i don't think i ever really looked to fight people but, but people always fought me mm. you know what i mean like people like oh you're a fucking fighter you want to fight like yeah and then even after my fighting days were over that's when my sister got into her fighting days uh. and she would always be like well my sister can fight and if you want to talk shit oh. like i'll get her here and then she used to call me and be like okay now you need to come here i'm hiding in a mcdonald's toilet because there's like four people i'm like what the fuck why i know so she'd always like put a bounty on her own head and then like wager me she'd be like nah she's she's coming to do the fighting for me i'm like what why it's like game of thrones style trial by combat yeah well like yeah i'll choose him yeah in high school there was like one time something happened with i went to kumba so there's a lot of kiwi girls 
can remember high school. Oh, okay. And they're like, obviously, yeah. they fight in packs yeah. when they fight. And one of them had a problem with my sister and started that a fight shit. with my sister. So I've jumped in, obviously, my little sister. I've jumped in and I'm fighting like eight girls at one time off my back. They're like pulling my hair. I'm like punching in the air, like kicking in the air. My sister's ran off. Like she's <laughs> gone. She's abandoned me. And I'm just fighting all these people at one time. And I, I still remember that. I'm also very angry about the fact that she just abandoned me. But yeah, that was a lot of what my high school looked like, you know. Yeah. There was another girl in my high school too who used to just try and fight me all the time. Like, she'd be nice to me sometimes, but then she would just be like, let's fight. Why can't we fight? I'm like, why do you want to fight? Like, I don't understand. Her name was Sabrina, and she'd always try and fight me, and she was fucking massive. Really? Like, fat, and just, like, horrible. And I was just like... School's just so weird for that shit. It's so weird, yeah, but... I don't know. We never actually ended up fighting, so yeah. yeah I guess it's just different when you're a kid. Yeah, there's like the I don't, social I don't pressures and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like people would always try and be like, "Oh, she fights. Like she does training. She's not a fighter. I could beat her." And I'm like, "If you want to beat me, then show me." And we'd always end up fighting. So, yeah. Yeah, the people that can fight are always the ones that end up having yeah, to fight. Like one of my the my best the reason I got in fights. My best friend was like the gnarliest fucking dude. Eh? Mm. Like he was like this this farm boy that like. He's like Matt Hughes style, man. Like, he just can fucking knock people out. Like, it was hectic. Even as, like, a 16-year-old, he would starch people. And then once we started going out in town and parties and shit, word, just word got around that, like, this dude could fucking fight. Mm. And I was just, every single time I went out, I'm, like, in a fight with with my boy Tyson. Like, he, I wish he fucking did some form of MMA because he was just a fucking, yeah, just insane. Just timing and the like how hard he could hit people and like i know because me and him got in fucking a bunch of fights as yeah. well but like it'd probably be good dude. for him because when you get to an adult like i fought a lot in high school and then my dad said like hey you, yeah, you, you gotta stop fighting on the street like which to be honest like i didn't start a lot of them some of them i did start but yeah. i didn't start a lot of them but um as an adult even when someone starts me now i'm sort of just like oh yeah like i was out in i went out and had one night out in patong and there was like a massive fight um, like in Patong with all these adults and they ended up being like, I knew the people that were in the fight, but they ended up having to pay like so oh, much money. Yeah. Like if that was in Australia, they would be arrested and blah, blah, blah. Cause yeah. like one guy ended up with a broken jaw and stuff. Oh. But you end up in Thailand, you have to pay so much money yeah, due problem. to like corruption and stuff yeah. like that. It's just like, why are we fighting? Like we're all professional fighters. And then like, it's crazy. A couple of drinks can do to someone yeah. like you end up fighting, so. I don't even know how I got to that. But. I feel there's there's definitely, like, uh, an energy that people have, especially, mm. like, for dudes. But chicks have it, too. Like, you watch a fucking blue belt jiu-jitsu comp with, like, two good chicks, man, they're fucking savages. Mm. Like, I feel like there's an energy that we have that has got to go somewhere. Like, yeah. there's a primal sort of energy around fighting or combat or, you know. I think we, everyone we should get into us. something like that, you know, so the world would probably be a lot better place if would, everyone sure. did yeah. yeah a lot less fights for sure i used to be like a road rage person and i like i'd fucking want to yeah be confrontational and now i'm just like ah, don't just don't give a fuck no. but i feel like it's because that urge gets squashed yeah like every day that yeah. i'm here and training like you just you don't really feel like you have a need for it yeah. and i think that there's definitely a thing too that i've noticed there's been a couple times in like there's been a couple times in nightclub and then i was in a casino in auckland where a guy come up and started trying to fight i'm just like i, I literally said to one dude i'm like hey man if you unless you're a purple belt 
or above in jiu-jitsu we just shouldn't do this mm. like there's literally no point in us having this fight and he was like what do you mean <laughs> and i just like explained the situation it. he was like yeah all right whatever <laughs> and then just so it's like you sort of don't even have to yeah like, if you can you, just like talk yourself out of the fight though, yeah. and, like you know i fight so like but yeah i know people that are like high level fighters that people try and fight them just just as that ego are, yeah. thing you know yeah. like oh fighter you know and in thailand a lot yeah like, there's a lot of fights in Patong, and a lot of people especially like a lot of foreigners that actually live there are, are fighters the yeah. majority of people yeah. that go there so then there is that big king deck energy in every place that yeah. you go you know everyone's like i'm the top dog no i'm the top dog and yeah. that's when it ends up being like even at sparring not even just out but like sometimes the sparring gets way too yeah. heated you know like two great guys trying to prove to one another everyone else and that, themselves yeah, yeah. That they're better and it just gets a little bit out of control but yeah definitely everyone has that little thing in them that yeah. they got to get out sometimes so yeah which is cool and like a lot of the there's like really fucking really good dudes in jiu-jitsu like mm. at our gym and they're just like nerdy kind of nerdy dudes and it's mm. like they've just got that they got that beast in them and it's like you know you don't have to be some alpha male fucking tough guy to do good at something like jiu-jitsu you can literally be an accountant and be a fucking killer no. like lachlan giles man we're when we're out he's so good we were out in thailand one night and uh we were just playing pool and then there were these kids they were like young kickboxer kids you could kind of tell and he like they you know bumped into Lockie while he was playing pool and uh Lockie was just like oh sorry boys real sorry and they like kind of got arky at him and shit and Lockie would just would have fucking murdered these poor kids mm. if they like they were like probably 18 19 sort of thing they got that attitude and he just zero ego didn't give a fuck mm. like just has that just super chill about it eh? yeah yeah i think that like we were talking about before i think that um when you get really good at one thing most of the time you are a nerd because like you've mm. you've become so obsessed with one thing that you sort of lose everything else because i would describe myself as a nerd like, yeah you were saying that before yeah i think that i'm very nerdy when it comes to anything other than so what else is like what what's your nerd vibes going out towards? i don't know i just feel like i'm just like an awkward person you know <laughs> like <laughs> like if i'm not training i'm very awkward so yeah like, do you feel like you have to put out uh an image when it comes to like being a fighter though i think that people want you to and like i think the best thing to do is just be yourself which yeah. is like what i try and do you know like a lot of people try and have like um like a personality and stuff yeah. like obviously this right now is the time of personalities with like yeah. connor being so big and my favorite honestly my favorite fighter is joanna and she's joanna she's champion she's crazy yeah. you know like it is such a big thing to have like a um persona, persona yeah. or like anything but it's too hard like i could try but it's exhausting i just try and be myself and just like yeah people take you like they like you or they don't like you it's yeah. just got to be like that is there pressure with your looks because you're a good looking chick thank you um there is i often like like everyone has it though not yeah. just like fighters but yeah. the more that you get looked at yeah the more that you think about it you know like i start to think like fuck maybe i should change this maybe i should change yeah. that you know like um it's all it's always going to be like that you know but i am way more comfortable in my own skin than i ever have been yeah before um which is another thing that i think has actually come from the fighting like obviously i'm like oh shit all these people are now seeing me fight like 
I never have a six pack when I fight or anything like that. It's never been something that I have. And I'm like, I was used to be worried about it, but now I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. People are gonna like me, people are not gonna like me. Yeah. They can think I'm pretty, they can think I'm not pretty, you know, like, obviously I hope that they think I'm pretty, but more importantly, it's like how I fight. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's one of like, kind of the, like the awkward things with just, I guess like women in sport in general, is because like sex sells it's fucking super simple but female mma fighters are way over sexualized exactly because like, it's such a it's such a juxtaposition yeah and you it's would, such a niche market too yeah. like fighting people who like fighting like is so like it's not everyone like it's yeah. more widely accepted than it's ever been before but it's still it's a still niche, niche market yeah. you know and then when you're a girl and you're trying to make it to the top and like you're somewhat pretty they start pushing like yes. maybe you should start doing this and this and this yeah. and it's like even now I get that like I bet you know I'm like oh I'll upload a picture in a bikini but then it's like why am I doing that you know yeah. like if I'm being completely honest that's like often that runs through my head you know like it sort of should too yeah. really yeah like you start thinking like that's unfortunately that is an easier way to get ahead yeah. is like to start like projecting not only that you're good training but you're good looking too yeah. you know like it just makes it a little bit easier it's a weird thing though because i i often think about it in the t- of like well what would i do because it's like path of least resistance right because mm. it's like you look at like page van zandt mm. how many dudes look fuck how hot is page van zandt like, but she's not even that good of a fighter exactly but look at where she is yeah so it's like what what it's like a moral thing that I don't really have the answer to. Like, I would never judge. Like, if you come in here and you were like, oh, yeah, I fucking love to get the bikini stuff out of the ground. People fucking froth it, helps me sell fights. I'd be like, mm. don't know if I could be mad at it. Because no. it's like, fuck, would I do it? If it's, you know, again, it's path of least resistance. Like, what are you trying to achieve in your career? Mm. But if it's something that doesn't sit well with you and you want to be known for something other than that, then it's like, then I fucking get it too. Mm. I think people should just do what they want to do, you know? Like, no matter what, like, obviously, in sport and stuff like that, the more famous you become, the more people are watching and the more people feel the need to be something that they're not, you know? So my main goal is to just do what I want to do, you know? Like, don't overthink it. Like, if I want to upload a picture, I'm going to upload a picture. If I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it, you know? Like, I feel like Paige Van Zandt, for example, uploads so much stuff like sexual sexual sort of photos you know especially now well, that she she's got, got her, her titties boobs done, right? done yeah, yeah. Like now, during mid-career yeah yeah she does that now and she complains she can't make straw weight anymore and she's too small for flyweight she can't make straw weight and how there many needs to be something in the in, middle how many pounds giant tits yeah don't know but they're, they're like two or three pounds right? yeah for sure and it's like that's hard to cut yeah <laughs> and even now with all her sponsors like every photo she uploads is like you can see full-blown cleavage i'm not mad at it but like you yeah. know that's how she gets ahead yeah nobody's gonna sit there and talk about how good of a fighter page fans that's is. sort of the problem eh? so she needs to do something like that yeah my main goal is to just be that bad be a good fighter you know gets so it done. yeah yeah it it it's i guess that is like the real problem with it is like all right so this is the this is the fucking the die that you're going to cast for yourself so Mm. it's like you can't back out of it Uh, yeah people feel stuck right like if you're back if you're yourself 
you can change there's like no pressure to be the same person you were yesterday today if yeah. like if you're just being yourself yeah. and people will understand that but people who are putting on this fake persona like you've got to do it forever yeah. you know and yeah. it's like that's exhausting dude you're so right and yeah. I think Rose number Eunice is like the hottest chick in the UFC oh she's the best shake the fucking head yeah she's uh, the best she, and I she's so real yeah. you know like, and that's why I think she's the hottest chick in the UFC because yeah. it's not about the, the look side of it you know it's just mm. like she's a bad motherfucker yeah. and you know she owns it I think that yeah I mean especially like the look that Paige Van Zandt has like she has Christian girl exactly like, yeah, girl next so, door like that's yeah. like and from living there that's like the fucking dream those mm. d- like dudes over there just froth that shit super hard you know yeah. and uh, so it's like I think her she's got even more pressure as like that blonde like she look, she could be a fucking card girl mm. like a real exactly girl. Yeah. and it's like Fuck, that's like kind of the dream, you know, for like but a Dana White sort of style where it's like, we're going to, oh, this girl's like, she could be one of our ring girls, but she's yeah. going to get in and fight. But she's also like, she's not that good of a fighter, you know, mm. like I know I said that before and there's no hate, but like, I feel like because she has had such an easy route, she's not developed in the yeah. same way. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't like, obviously she's coming back to fighting soon, but she's taken such a long period off. Yeah. And the way that she stayed relevant was by the Instagram stuff you know so um, that's never going to be one of my goals I want to just like fight 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 and whatever people think about me they're going to think about me regardless of what I'm doing you know so well that's it that's definitely like an impression I got since this thing between us doing the podcast got lined up Mm. um, from following you is that you don't seem like you put a massive focus into like the look side of of what you're doing yeah no so like um as a female obviously i want to look pretty and like have the which fe- would be like have natural. the feminine side because that's just what girls yeah like to you'd do. like to do that as a girl not, yeah. not just as a fighter yeah but when it comes to training like at the gym there's no makeup there's like my hair's in like the messiest sweatiest bun ever i drill on people i like i've <laughs> literally accidentally drilled on people before you know like one time i put my toe in my friend's mouth when we were rolling <laughs> it's so not good. attractive you yeah. know what i mean but when you leave the gym as a girl you still want to feel pretty and stuff like that so yeah occasionally i put up like photos of myself not at training and stuff like that it's not trying to sell anything that i'm not it's just being a woman yeah you know so what how big was the whole like ronda rousey thing for you as a as a girl i didn't really like ronda rousey but um gina carano was more of like my style you know so she was around before ronda and she was just like so you were influenced towards the mixed martial arts thing before the whole Ronda Rousey thing happened yeah before girls even my favorite fighter when I was younger was Phil Baroni who's like That's random he's as fuck. so old school you know yeah. like he's no one's favorite fighter he was my favorite fighter and That's loved awesome. him Why is that? I had like a full-blown robe the same as what he used to walk no. out in I did That's gangster. I asked my dad about it it was crazy but he was my favorite I don't know why just love the way he fighted, like fighted. Fought. Love the way he fought. <laughs> Sorry, you get hit in the cut head. that out. <laughs> You're not even gonna cut it out. Nah, no, no, but I love the way he fought and just I loved like just him, you know. So he was one of my favorites, and then Anderson Silva, BJ Penn, Jose yeah. Aldo. So the girls weren't even a thing for me. It wasn't like so that's like really females. cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like annoyed that girls weren't in the UFC. So when Ronda got in, it was so cool. She opened up so many doors for women, but. 
you got to look at people like Gina Carano and Chris Cyborg and all yeah. the Julie Kedzie, you know, like all the girls Even that opened Misha the doors Tate first. Like, exactly, yeah, Misha Tate, you know, so Ronda made it mainstream by looks, etc. Yeah. But um, I, I wasn't her biggest fan. Like, yeah. I, I always thought she was going to, like, I thought what was, what happened to her was going to happen. Yeah. Because if you think about it, from from like of being a fuck i don't even i was like pretty into the ufc around like the whole um the whole like ultimate fighter one like i was pretty mm. pretty balls deep in it even back then as a kid yeah. and i remember thinking with the whole ronda thing i'm like i feel like all the good girls are signed to like other places and now the ufc has like said yeah we'll have chicks it's like they've got this one chick that is like that's their that's Show their pony. deal yeah. yeah and then it's like they've just got to find girls for her to fight yeah and it's because holly home was in k1 i'm pretty sure she was boxing was she in boxing yeah. at the time yeah. yeah but it's like all these other chicks were in these other promotions cyborg was in another promotion like and then it was a, how many badass motherfuckers were just in like boxing or like doing jujitsu stuff or in kickboxing and it's like I sort of felt like in a few years that this sort of whole thing was going to catch up with Riazi because you could just see she just wasn't the same and it it didn't feel like a like if you did watch women's boxing you would see like such different movements so it's mm. so, it looks so much more fluid and natural like obviously her judo shit was crazy but yeah. it's like it just didn't it didn't seem like it was going to last well MMA is mixed martial arts right like if you've got one path to victory eventually people are going to figure out how like to mitigate that yeah. you know and as one person's level rises with the girls so did everyone else's you know like look at strawweight in the UFC now it is so deep it's yeah. like probably their deepest division you know all the girls are so good three years ago the girls were not that good yeah. you know it's because when one person gets up there everyone's chasing that person yeah. you know Ronda was that person for such a long time and there was people sitting there who had the skill to beat her like Amanda and and stuff like that it was just styles making fights you know they put her against people that like she was gonna beat even Misha like Misha did well against her in that second fight you know like granted she lost but like Ronda wasn't as dominant as people remember her to be that first fight against Les Carmouche she almost got her freaking jaw broken you know like she was on her back and yeah she was she was definitely the show pony and she opened a lot of doors for everyone but yeah she never looked to evolve um she sort of had it in her head that i'm the best i'm unbeatable no one's gonna beat me yeah. i'm gonna retire undefeated i can beat floyd mayweather and then yeah what boxing the fuck fight. was that about like she had all this stuff that she used to say but she never looked to grow she never moved gems to like a big yeah, gym with good training right. partners or anything like that so she was always going to be stuck with trying to get the arm bar you know and that stopped working when holly knocked her out and then amanda starched her god that was bad oh the amanda thing was just ridiculous well, that, like shouldn't have been a fight no, eh? no. and when you can see someone that moves the way that amanda does mm. like she moves like a dude amanda's the best female fighter in ever. mma yeah. ever yeah yeah the way There's that no... she moves is crazy yeah did you watch her knockout cyborg yes oh I was like screaming. I, I was gonna say I was actually there. screaming. Same at the TV. in the pub. I was in a pub and I never ever make noise in a fight and I'm fully jumping up and down. I was so happy for her. She she's, fucked her up. Yeah, she's without a doubt 
the best female in MMA ever. So I think it's crazy that the UFC hasn't made more of a big deal about her exactly. being, she about should, being gay. Yeah. Well, not even just that, but like the most dominant female. Yeah. She is like the most like the only openly gay champion that yeah. there is ever. I think that's fucking been. awesome. I like, think it so should, too. I, it just seems weird that they like that's not a storyline. Even sort of when plug. she even when she fought Ronda and Ronda was coming back, everything was about Ronda, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, which is a mistake on their part, which they know about now because yeah. Ronda rode off into the sunset. Yeah. And, you know, like, Amanda didn't get any praise for that. But yeah. that's something else I love about her. She was like, I don't give a yeah, fuck. She don't give a fuck. They yeah. don't want to praise me. I don't care. I'm still going to beat this chick that they want to praise. Like, Yeah. I do hate the, even uh, when Corey Anderson come out and said, like, he kind of had a bit of a sook about the last, you know, because he beat, um, fuck, who did he just beat? Mm, Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. Yeah. So he just beat Johnny Walker, like fucking beat Johnny yeah. Walker. And then he was saying like, Screaming, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it's just like, like, I get it if you think that you're worth it, but it's like, you actually get a chance. You just go and knock the dude out and then mm. you don't have to say anything. Yeah. So it's like. Well, a big thing in MMA, I think, is like entitlement. You know, a lot of people think they're entitled, especially mm. in Australia. Like, it happens on the big stage, but in Australia a lot too, you know, like, people are like, I deserve this, I deserve this, I deserve this. No one deserves anything. Like, in fighting, there could be a hundred different things in a hundred different days, and it would be different, you know, like, every single time. Yeah, you run it in a simulator over and over, you're going to get different results. Yeah, like, Corey's like, I deserve it, I deserve it. Like, your time will come, just, like, If you just keep knocking people out. Yeah, you just got to keep going, you know, like. And John Jones could lose tomorrow to, he's fighting, um... What's his name? I know the dude you're talking yeah. about. He's fighting someone who's very damaged. Yeah. Induced. Dominic Reyes. Yes. Yeah. And Dominic Reyes has a massive chance at beating John Jones. John Jones fought Tiago um, Santos. Yeah. And that was such a close fight. It's crazy. Like, it could happen tomorrow and you could yeah. end up fighting Dominic Reyes. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, I deserve this. I'm going to sit yeah. here until I get this. So many people in Australia are like, I deserve to be in the UFC. I'm going to sit here and wait. I deserve this. I deserve that. Just fight. If yeah. you love fighting, you know, like it shouldn't be yeah. a hassle for you to have another fight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like at that point, I feel like you're in it for the wrong reasons. If you're sitting there saying, I deserve this. I'm not fighting until I get the title shot. Are you a fighter or like, what are you doing? Like, I'm never going to sit on the sidelines. Yeah. I've taken in amateurs i fought at flyweight and bantamweight just to get fights you know i'm a strawweight fighter i fight at 10 kilos heavier just to get a fight you know like at one point you've switched from being a fighter to being like a prize fighter yeah and i think there's a big difference yeah that's a good those, way to put it you know well even man there's like a the whole connor thing i just see like even though like fucking love him but mm. when he was talking to jono on on smoko podcast he was literally talking like conor mcgregor mm. and the perspective like in my head i'm like well fuck like yeah it's rad i'm stoked that you're doing it but it's like if you win the, even if you win this fight you're one and oh yeah if you lose this fight you're on one mm. and that like the way i think there's like just this brand like there's just like this machine and this mindset in ufc that like connor's like kind of laid out for people yeah and it seems like that's just how everyone wants to talk everyone wants to like i don't know it's like this model that's been built and it's just like oh, fuck people, like just fight get in there and fight exactly. and then like be you know even if you win this it's like you're and one it's like nah that's yeah. all right but no one's getting in the ufc on an and one record yeah. and no one's getting in the ufc on an and two record no one's getting in the ufc on a or two and oh sorry one and oh two and oh three and oh like mm-hmm. 
it's fucking not even that's not happening like mm. you don't need at this stage in the game it's like you don't even need to talk mm. and when you get in the ufc you don't need to say that you're gonna do this or you know, just get in there like you get a chance you get a chance to go in and fuck that person up mm. or they're gonna fuck you up yeah it's like you don't really need to do a lot of the talk i understand that like at the upper echelon the way that nate called out masvidal like that's fucking genius that fight wouldn't have happened if he didn't do that Mm. so it's like i get it at that level like there is a branding exercise that is taking place but like you said in australia it's just like get in there fucking fight yeah and it's like the it's the the win and the loss record that gets you into promotions exactly and if you look at it um in the way that like a hundred Conor McGregor's are not going to be famous, you know what yeah. I mean? It's going to be one Conor McGregor that's going to make it. It's going to be one Nate Diaz that's going to make yeah. it. You just got to be yourself. You got to be they get there by being the themselves. version of yeah. you yeah. that's going to make it. You know, Conor didn't follow anybody's path because he made his own path. Nate didn't follow anyone's path. He made his own path. All these people are trying to be the exact same as these other people. All you're going to ever be at most is right directly under this person. You know, yeah. you're never going to be looked at in the same light you just got to be yourself like yeah. wins and losses is what makes it you know especially when you're in the low level you just got to fight 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 get wins eventually like if you, you want to become t- undeniable yeah if you want to talk and that's your thing then talk but don't do it because you're copying anybody else and trying to make it you know yeah. for me like all the time I don't talk but in fight week I'll talk so much shit like that's just what comes out of my mouth naturally you yeah. know like don't try and put on I like want to hear you talk shit persona. where can I watch you talking shit I've done a couple of talking shit with Kimite TV yeah, where right. like yeah I don't know just call me on fight week I'll give you my number <laughs> you can call me I'll talk some shit that's fucking but, awesome yeah, I know but yeah you're right like it and and I think that there is a like even with Israel Adesanya mm. so everyone looks at the way that he talks but it's like he didn't talk until he was like fucking dudes up all no. over the world in every different promotion like exactly. literally living in the matrix undefeated in the ufc and it's like he talked shit to get what fight he he was talking shit to get the um fuck who did he fight before with yeah. yeah yeah like really like you're only really seeing him like start to talk to get that big fight to get kelvin and then then he's like i'm gonna get the champ and then he fucking beats the champ now he's calling out Romero it's like you see it as like a young fighter or whatever and you like see that mob but it's like in perspective that's his last three fights Mm. is that you're really seeing his persona but it's like that's because he's at the fucking top of the food chain now you know yeah like like he's done his hard yards he fought in basketball courts and football fields out the back he's like he's done all those low level fights you know he did kickboxing competitions wearing shin guards he's done everything yeah made no noise you know like um, and now he's up there and that's what he's doing in order to make his money and stuff like that but he's proved himself he's not some overnight success you know yeah. like he's proved himself to the point where he can now do those things yeah, people who do those things undeniable. yeah people who do those things from day one yeah. it's like who are you trying to prove well it's yeah. like the, i mean i think this about a lot of people in a lot of different ways like even people that post like constant relationship stuff about how happy they are i'm like you trying to you're trying to convince me that you're happy or are you trying to convince yourself, yourself that yeah. you're happy and i think that there's people that do that with fighting as well where they're like i'm, the, I'm the realest fucking oh it's like mm, yeah cool mm-hmm. if you are then like you probably shouldn't really 
have to tell you know Mm. but there's i read in this book it was pretty cool where it says there's people that um will talk about it and then don't do it there's people that'll talk about it and they'll do it and there's people that won't talk about it and they'll do it Mm. and after i read that i'm like "Mm, i want to be the last one yeah i want to be the dude that doesn't talk about it and fucking just does it because that's the that's a bad motherfucker right there yeah exactly like usually the quietest in the room is always the most dangerous you know so like even with the nate thing nate calling out jorge look what jorge did to nate you know and jorge didn't say nothing about it he was just like yeah i'm the best that's yeah you're not gonna beat me you know it's another thing i loved about jose aldo when he was in like his prime he was just fucking people up (laughs) and you never heard of him like sitting there and talking shit you know what i mean like he would just go there and just fuck people up and then go home and then do it again and then do it again you know so like uh that's what i want to do too like if someone wants to talk shit then okay like i'm not gonna back down from it but I don't think that like you don't need to build a career on it no in day-to-day life i'm just like yeah whatever you know like i'm genuinely pretty happy so i don't feel the need to like yeah project this fake angry persona but when it comes to fight week and i'm starting to Your think about bitch face does that for you yeah well, apparently <laughs> is it bad <laughs> no no not okay, now just training yeah so um i honestly think you tell me if i'm fucking tripping I feel like at the end of that third round with um, Nate and Masvidal, it was turning into... Like, I Mas- agree. Masvidal, like, there was literally a shot of, like, the camera was on them uh, because I'm pretty sure that Nate was... It was up against the cage. I'm pretty sure Nate had his back to the cage and it was sort of, like, really, like, tight, like, clinch boxing sort of thing. And Nate started hitting him. And then the fucking horn went and... Jorge turned around and like looked at the cam, like looked at the camera, but not knowing it was the camera. Mm. And there was an expression on his face that was like, "Fuck." Mm. All right, four I, and five, four and five. Yeah, I think that he the t- um, tables were turning, but that was a not, nasty not, cut. You know, like yeah. it wasn't to the point where it was like, "Fuck." Nate was definitely going to win if that went on. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't think so either. But um, I am interested to. see. I am interested to see another one, but at the same time, I'm. S- like the cut was the same size from round yeah. one to round three so yeah. it was kind of a strange decision for them to just cut New it York's off there just bad for that though i do understand like it was massive yeah but he opens so easily yeah. like you can breathe on him the wrong way and he's going to open up yeah. so they've also got to take that into account you know like yeah. if it's someone who's never cut before and they've got something like that you're like that's oh, pretty fuck. bad yeah but if it's someone who cuts all the time you're like oh that's just scar tissue that's yeah that's not going to get any worse you know because it yeah. wasn't going to get any worse yeah and uh yeah you, you definitely can't say like oh if we've kept going like we don't know like yeah. it's gone now exactly. but you think about the Connor fight dude this first Connor fight like he got dropped like mm. fucking three times and like dropped dropped mm. on the canvas and it's like there really wasn't a point in that fight where he got that like dropped and rock so it's like uh, i was definitely bummed that i could everyone just was saying like no i don't need to see it again i'm like fuck i want to see it again like yeah. i feel like and then for him to come out and say that like the whole he didn't really have a camp like he couldn't run and stuff so he's waiting to the third round it's like well fuck like you should have waited yeah he, well he shouldn't have waited now yeah. but who, who's your favorite fighter at the moment like what what do you look at as like fuck i want to be like that i really like you like always you yeah. know so um 
she's she's definitely my favorite that's who i aspire to fight like you know yeah. and i think what's, I, it, what's what's it about her style i just like the pressure I so say I, constant pressure. yeah i fight i don't know if you've watched any of my fights yet, no. but i'm like well fucking, no. i need to um yeah I'm i didn't a, know you were doing this your dad texted me yesterday yes. Okay, don't, don't put that out there. My dad didn't text you. You approached me. Um, no, well, I did the first time around. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like a pressure fighter as well. So Joanna's style is like a lot like mine. So just like constantly in your face, like putting pressure on. And yeah, that's just the way that I like to fight, you know, like really aggressive. Yeah. I love the Diaz brothers Dude, as well. I love well. Jorge. Yeah. There's so many people out there that I love. Israel, Israel Adesanya, you know, all the steady kickboxing boys. Yeah everyone dude like, hawker's on a run right yeah, now too they're all so hot right now there's so many people that i'm just like that, that right now are just amazing you know yeah. there's not one person that i'm watching i'm watching like so many people but if i was to say my favorite fighter it's definitely you yeah that's sick do you visualize uh a, a lot and do you visualize like the day that you sign that ufc contract and do you visualize people that you're gonna fight and putting on the reebok gear do you do you let yourself think like that no i don't i don't really visualize ever Why not? i do in fight week but that's i don't know it's just not something that has ever come sort of naturally to me but have you ever like tried to do it no nah. fuck i feel like visualization is like one of the more important a things lot of people life, speak eh? about it yeah i feel like it's something i should try and implement but mm. it's like like i said for some people it comes really easy but for me it's just like i've never really sat back and thought hmm, maybe i should visualize but when it comes to fight week i start thinking about how i'm gonna beat them and i yeah. see it like over and over in my head but imagine if you did that well does it work yeah well imagine if you did that about like yeah putting on the reebok stuff and having stitch put vaseline on your face at the start of you know like before you get in the cage and bruce buffer saying your name like mm. you know if it works for the fight week stuff and you can kind of like see the way you finish people and you can see the pressure and you can see the things that you're going to do in that fight like why wouldn't it work to just the the little shit you know because mm. i feel like that mental rehearsal is so important for like when you get there mm. it i don't whether it helps you get there or not like I'm, I'm sure subconsciously it would but i know for me like i always think about um guests i want to have on or i think about the way that this studio was going to look like because it didn't look like this when I was building it. You've got to have that vision in your head of what you think, what you know it's going to look like and what it's going to feel like to sit there and, you know, sit down and have conversations because, like, it's a fucking grind to get there. So mm. it's like, what do you have to keep you keep you in, keep you sort of going? I feel like the UFC being such a big goal of yours, it's like, fuck, I'd be, I'd be like, sitting there thinking about what it's going to feel like to have input you know vaseline in my face what's gonna sound like to have bruce buffer what it's gonna be like to have joe rogan interview you in the octagon like that's fucking powerful shit you know if you could because it can give you feelings like mm. in the same way that you can get anxious when you think about something you can get like that positive like flood of energy that comes through of like fuck like imagine when he's gonna uh, Joe Rogan's going to be like, all right, I'm here with King Casey. You just got to knock out in the first round. You know, like if you can hear that shit in your head, it's like, fuck, like I'd be, I'd be chasing that shit down. Yeah. I definitely like think about it a lot and it's always like in my mind, the UFC stuff and obviously it is a big goal, but yeah, like I don't know visualization to what extent, cause I do mm. see some things, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's not like I ever sit down and like actively seek to visualize yeah. it. Just like occasionally, it'll just like pop into my head. And yeah, 
yeah the joe rogan stuff's a big thing i'm yeah. like such a joe rogan fan but yeah because you listen to the podcast with yeah. him yeah i don't know he's just like my oprah you yeah. know what i mean it's funny eh? like he kind of is like yeah. our oprah, like our generation he's so oprah. smart too and like just i don't know i'm such a joe rogan fangirl before i go on his podcast then fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just he tells you just said that we texted yesterday <laughs> no well we had it lined up and then I, i'll tell everyone we had it lined up and i was supposed to go watch you fight like it was a whole thing mm-hmm. and then i got the fucking man flu mm-hmm. and i pushed out yeah. and i just didn't want to get get anybody sick no i was and like your youtube's been broken for the past my what youtube <laughs> Has it? From my face. Oh, yeah, no. Nah. Well, I was driving to me. I wanted to watch you fight in person. Yeah. And then I, I was just, sorry. Yeah. I'll watch you fight. I'll watch it as soon as you leave. Yeah, okay. We've been going for two and a half hours. You got anywhere to be? No. What else you want to talk about? I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. Got other shit going on? Not really. Just training. That's pretty much all that I do with my life. So, mm. yeah. Go back to Thailand to start training again on yeah, Friday. Yeah, when do you... So, you go back on Friday? Yeah, Friday morning, first yeah. thing. Do you miss it when you're here? Yes, Thailand, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't ever miss Australia when really? I'm gone. Yeah. I um, don't know why, but it's just like I have such... I feel like I've got such a pill to go there. Yeah. You know, so... Do you ever get, like, tired of having the, the, so much drive? No. Really? No. Some days I get to training though and I've been like so hyped up about training that I'm like tired by the time I get to training, you know? Or like the end of the day, my last class usually finishes about 6.30 at night Thailand time and I go for a shower and I usually, like I just pass out. Yeah. Like I've done three sessions. I've only thought about training for the whole day and I'm just like passed out. I'm just like, fuck everything. and just like dead to the world, you know? So occasionally it does get exhausting, but yeah. not in that way, you know? Yeah. Like, um, when you're like when you want something so bad and then you're mentally thinking about it you're physically seeking it yeah. you're like focused like you're focused on all these little things you're just like exhausted yeah yeah cause you seem like you're uh, like super just happy like the, you just don't seem a lot of times I feel like with um, fighters especially there's like a it's like demons you know mm. where it's like the fighting is like the thing that either keeps them distracted from the demons or it's like the way to exercise it but you just seem like you're just super driven yeah i think that i used to have the demons and stuff that you're talking about but um yeah like the past six months i think i've had like a lot of personal growth like yeah. outside of fighting just like just little things like uh i like had a relationship that like ended up breaking yeah. up and stuff like that and you just learn a lot about yourself i think i was yeah i'd agree with that i was in this relationship for a long time and before that i was in another long-term relationship and had been in long-term relationships since before i was 18 you know yeah. like for a long time so i never really had like the time to just focus on myself and focus on my career and what i wanted who i am as a person and all this like stuff you know so yeah I spent like a long time doing that so I think for some reason the demons just disappeared and like I'm a lot happier now so a lot of people tell me like I just look happy so yeah I think it's a lot to do with that a lot of personal growth and stuff yeah that um yeah that's definitely like an interesting thing when you go through the relationships up especially when you're young because mm. I think that a lot of people they don't um like a lot of people don't really know how to be alone mm 
And yeah, that's something I never knew up until like six months, yeah. maybe eight months ago. You know, I never really knew how to be alone. And then when you first become like, like being alone and stuff like that, especially when you're in such a solo sport already. Yeah. And then you've got like, you leave your solo sport to go home and be alone again. You know, like you're always alone with your thoughts. You're always yeah. like, it just feels like you're really isolated, but you can either turn it into like a good thing or you can turn it into a bad thing, you know? And eventually you end up like learning to love yourself, being your, good in your own skin and stuff like that, you know? So that was a big thing for me as well. I've yeah. only recently started to like think I'm the shit. Yeah. Because I am. No, so. it's fucking cool. Like a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't have that. And a lot of people get into relationships and just fully lose themselves yeah. and then like into the other person. Yeah. And then other people's, uh, their happiness is tied on like what other people. Dependency. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm very independent now, like. Like I said to you, I sold all my stuff and moved over to another country. Like we were already here when we moved to Australia. It was just like my parents, my sister and I. Yeah. And now it's just me over there and like genuinely never been happier and I have to do everything by myself. I'm constantly alone. I have a lot of friends there, but like a lot of the time I'm by myself, you know, so. Yeah. Was that hard at the start? Um. Yeah, it was hard at the start, but now it just feels like it's where i should be you know what i mean like yeah. it feels like it it's natural now yeah. it was hard at first to not have anyone to turn to when yeah. like in training you have a bad day there's no one that you can turn to and like talk to but then you almost have to go through these like battles with yourself when you've had a bad day and you sit there and you talk to yourself yeah. about it almost you know like inside like why was it a bad day what happened blah 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 yeah. and when you start having these inner conversations with yourself and then you start to become like more in tune with yourself and I feel like I'm so in tune with like how my body works and how my mind works and everything like that now than I ever have been before from being alone so much yeah. if you know what I mean yeah like no definitely yeah I just I feel like I understand myself now yeah one of the one of the things I was gonna ask is what what it's like to be a chick fighter that mm. has to date like is it hard to date normal dudes or do you just have to try and date other fighters or how does that whole has that been something that's been hard um so i did date fighters that's like i've not really since i've been a fighter i haven't been in a relationship with someone who's not been a fighter i think that like it would be definitely hard to be with someone who's not a fighter but um it's still hard when it's a fighter you know like you're both running on such crazy schedules yeah. that like where's the time you know so yeah it's hard either way I think I think when you're so focused on doing something that takes so much energy and so much time like fighting does um it's hard to date anyone yeah and I guess it'd be hard to like for them not to have the understanding of exactly what it's like to go through the thing that you are going through if that mm -hmm. makes sense yeah but a lot of people, like you said, that fight have a lot of demons too. So like mm. finding someone who's like not completely fucked up <laughs> is like also hard. So I don't know. For me, like relationships at this stage of my life are not a thing. Like, yeah. It's not something I'm actively seeking to like do or like anything like that. So at the moment, like my only um, focus is my career. So yeah, no, no one stay away from me <laughs> well i mean i guess it is kind of um yeah like if you if you don't have that 
thing of being okay with yourself and okay with being alone i think that's why a lot of people seek those kind of relationships where it's like it's not mr right it's mr right now or vice versa you know exactly yeah i feel like that's something that i hope that i never do you know like i never want to be someone who ends up in a relationship out of comfortability or something like that because i have done it in the past and now on this new journey of like self-growth and stuff like that it's sort of what i want first and if something is good for me then it's good for me but no forcing you know yeah i feel like you're a little bit more maybe like spiritual or whatever than you even give yourself credit for in a way like even because i've been sort of looking at like meditating and stuff a bit these days and trying to like you said calm those thoughts and those sort of the shit that comes into your head and it's like it seems like you sort of are doing some of this stuff without really even knowing that like you're not putting labels on some of the stuff that you're doing but you're actually just trying to like work through a bunch of shit to like become this ultimate sort of version of yourself yeah i agree with that i think that i maybe i would say i'm spiritual so like when i moved to thailand i started going to like get blessed by monks and stuff like really yeah and i started looking at sort of like the way that they do things like why are they so chill why you know like everything in thailand my pen lie it means like it's all good yeah and that's like something i've taken on as another sort of persona you know so like no matter what happens i'm like okay well how can i make it fine you know like so yeah yeah i'm i guess that meditating and visualization and stuff like that's my next step but yeah yeah it's been a journey to get even this far because if you yeah. met me like people who listen to this who haven't seen me in like over a year will think like fuck that's a different person yeah because i used to be so highly strung take everything to heart like you know like everything was a problem i'd like butt heads with everyone yeah. like now i just i'm like whatever yeah. it's all good <laughs> yeah nothing matters yeah i feel similar about that i think that one of the things i've learned lately is that um there's like a cycle where it's like you think something and then it makes you feel a certain way mm. and because you feel that certain way it makes you think that same way which yeah. makes you feel which makes you think and like we get in these fucking cycles of being sad or angry or pissed off or guilty like you have those like negative emotions and it's just like when that cycle keeps going it turns into a bad mood and then that bad mood can turn into just a bad personality trait Mm. and it's like when you just live in that so now i think my thing that's led me to like the whole i guess that meditation side because i've i mean this is the sickest thing about this podcast i just get to like take bits of nuggets of wisdom from all of these super cool fucking people and that lately has all been pointing me towards some meditation style stuff and just different visualization's always been like a massive thing in my life i wouldn't have called it visualization but I could tell you 100 examples of shit where I've literally watched a thing happen that mm. I I've, like when I was in America doing the Red Bull thing with filming I literally have watched edits that I made in my head before it was even planned or any of that sort of shit like I'd put probably put not, maybe not like too much time but I actually used to think it was like a bit of a negative like time wasting thing like I was like it was I thought it was wanderlust yeah. but it sort of wasn't because I was working towards actually doing it and uh, so that's always been a thing but I never called it like visualization nowadays I'm like oh, I'm gonna actually like 
think on that shit and then it's like okay well that's sort of like half meditating in a way Mm. and then it's like okay so what can you achieve through if you actually put time into visualization and time into meditating like how much better could it be and then uh the thing that you find out with like now that i've I've, i drove to melbourne and back only listened to books that were sort of around this sort of shit and then the with the meditating the meditation side of stuff was about removing yourself from your ego and then the one of the big things for me lately that i've been finding is like i'm kind of sick of myself Mm. i I, I find that too like i do this i fucking post shit on instagram that's like with me in it it's my voice in these like i fucking i'm so over like being around myself if that Mm. makes sense yeah and then i didn't really know that like one of the main things of meditation is like removing yourself and just being like more just like consciousness not Mm. like you or i it's like this whole connection we have with i and myself and me i'm just like oh like fuck this like i'm over this thing of me i just Mm. would rather i'd almost rather have a break from myself like i don't want to be me i'd rather just not have my thoughts i'd not have my hear my voice i'd love to be able to detach from that yeah and it's only been as this thing gets bigger yeah i think that i'm probably on like the opposite side of that at the moment like i seen something the other day that was like real growth starts when you're tired or you're on shit i don't know Mm. if you but it was like a thing that was going around and i was like that's so true because in the past six months i've completely turned myself around from like being a negative thinker to being a positive thinker and like the power of positive positive thinking is just massive you know no matter like what it is whether it's talking like thinking about traffic you know like if you think positively about like oh well like i'll be there soon you know instead of being like fuck this traffic you know like just little things like that i've changed and i've started to like really enjoy my own company more like i feel like i used to hang out with people just to be with someone else so that i didn't think yeah whereas now i'm like oh i want to be by myself so i'll go by myself i'll go eat by myself go to the movies by myself all these things that i never used to do before like i feel like it would be weird to go and do it by myself i now do it by myself because yeah. i don't know i have like a connection with myself now where i feel like we're friends finally like my head and my ma- uh, body you yeah. know like uh for ages i used to try and run away from myself too and just hang out with people just to be away from being just by myself but now i always cancel plans just because i want to be with me <laughs> it's cool though and especially mm. the fact that you're young doing that like i'm 31 so it's like this is a fairly new like oh i'm late to that party but now i've yeah even i think now i'm like fuck like even how good i've got jujitsu like how good i've got at jujitsu like this was super hard for me at the start it's hard for everyone and now i'm like fuck i feel like if i did the meditation thing like imagine two three years from now like Mm. i could probably be like real good and i could probably get to the point where like I don't really have I'm not myself for a while I can just like dump all of it disconnect and just like be fully in the moment because if you think about it like whatever a thought is like I'm cold I'm hungry I'm this I'm that I'm fucking tired I'm angry it's all just these thoughts like because we're conscious beings but consciousness isn't thoughts I think that that's the thing that I thought before I'd sort of learned a bit about this shit was that like I was like, oh, consciousness is my thoughts. Mm. Well, no, like you don't think to tell your heart to beat. You don't think to 
blink your eyes you don't think to breathe in and out like that's all conscious or subconsciously happening like you don't have to think thoughts are just like fucking messy shit that Mm. just comes in and out and in and out so it's like that's one of the things i'm like fuck maybe like there is a way to just like dump all that shit and then you wouldn't have to distract yourself with work you wouldn't have to distract yourself with friends or tv or whatever it is it's like you could just like dump all that shit and actually fucking chill yeah there's definitely a way to do it you know like i don't think a lot of people have it mastered and especially people who live really crazy busy hectic lives you know like it's so hard to like sit down and slow that all the way down which is what i think your body really needs to meditate like that's why i struggle to meditate because i am such an energy filled person you know like i'm go 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 that when it time comes time to like sit down and try and like let myself relax and meditate it's like I'm thinking about the next thing I've got to do you know and I think a lot of people go through that so you sit down and you try and tell yourself to have a break but then you start stressing about something that you've got to do or something like that so I think though that like you've just what I've sort of learned and what I'm going to be working on is like yeah that's okay like Mm. if I just start thinking about shit and I can't stay in the moment I'm not going to get up and go do that thing I'm going to start setting an alarm for like 40 minutes of just blindfold on headphones on and i'm just there for 40 minutes a day and it's like i'm just gonna see consistently what happens because it's like fuck there's only so long you could think about something until you might it's like a you know when you like stretch you're using like one of those massage balls and you're on a knot Mm. that's like ah fuck and then it just lets go yeah in my mind i'm like i could see how the whole meditation thing could kind of be like that for a mental side yeah Yeah. for your brain Well, when do you ever sit there for 40 minutes of yourself and just try and think about nothing like never you never do that when do you even sit down for like 40 minutes to just sit sit for 40 minutes i don't think i ever do that you know so there definitely has to be some power to it and i if it happens to your muscles your mind's a muscle you know like it's going to happen to it eventually depending how long it takes to sort of build up that tolerance to be able to actually release you know so yeah i agree i think it's i think it's something that's powerful and something that i need to do as well like a lot of people are like i should do it but we never end up doing it yeah that's been me for a really long time me too but this has been like this podcast has been the thing that's kind of like led me to that and i've tried to go along with all of the stuff that like whatever comes up in this from other people i just try and do it like Mm. take it on board there's a really really great one with uh taylor cecil that he come on and fuck like he just i think that was actually like a life-changing podcast for me like just the stuff he said just really hit home he pointed towards meditation and then um there's been a few other things that have sort of pointed towards it that's same as that book on depression anxiety i'm like i'm not depressed or anxious i read that thing and i've fucking learned a lot of it like i learned a lot about myself through it Mm. so and then that's i think that's like my next little project of this whole deal is just to like take that shit on board and see where it sort of see where it goes yeah i think it's something that is going to be a project of mine Mm. soon too like uh like I said this year has been a big year for me trying to grow in every aspect so if it's something that will help me Mm. I should definitely look into doing it I I always find myself telling myself I don't have time you know but then I definitely do yeah you got time it's bad (laughs) so yeah well um yeah we just did the did the three hours we did the damn thing I really appreciate you coming on Mm -hmm. it was a fucking cool chat 
and uh i'm excited to uh watch some of your fights yeah it's good to finally to, uh, do it yeah i'm excited yeah. to watch you fight in person as well yes very soon so good I luck should with have everything. some news soon but appreciate it thank you <laughs> sweet <laughs>